Yeah, not to be that guy, but I'm sure someone. Yeah. I mean, you, that, you, that was the you big have any th- fences you have to hop over to see J Lo's snatch? No, you just have to wait for them to be on La Brea. <laughs> She's not you know? Britney. She's not like fucking. What you think that? Okay, so in the paparazzi world, you don't think that people like you know who work at stores are like, hey, J-, they send a text message to the paparazzi. No, they like, do. Hey, it's J-Lo's a whole here. setup. I get that. I'm just talking about the way J Lo looks at 52 years old. Is completely, completely. Ninety percent of it is because the woman hasn't smoked or drank. Probably it could for be the most only of her it life, and time. works out like a maniac. You're also comparing her to 52 year olds from when you remember 52 year olds I, when somebody was 30 20 years ago. They looked like they were about the, to die. The, yeah. Is that what I'm trying to do? Yeah. I don't because there, I have I'm pictures of my aunts and uncles from a wedding where they're where they're my age now, and I'm like, you guys look like you're gonna fucking die. So what true. happened to you? <laughs> That's true because there's no nobody fucking exercise. There's no right. concept of it. But so you're looking at a 52 year old today. With stem cells and Botox and every drug imaginable that'll make you look, yeah, they're gonna look amazing. Yeah, that, that they woman, have to. I woman, know, but she denies the. I'm saying yeah, she again, publicly. Of course, you're says supposed it. to deny everything. <laughs> deny right, everything right, until fine. proven otherwise, and I'm then not keep win denying. <laughs> you're not. You're definitely not gonna win with fucking Zach. Like Zach. No, is, I mean, I'm just saying. Like Zach is solid. Frighteningly so. Do you have an? In are this you good? topic, in this topic. Are you good? You seem like you have figured out a way to spaghetti everything. I'm good. Are you okay? Yeah. Can we bring this in a little bit more? Yeah. Feel good. Does that feel good? Feels good. Yeah. Thanks yes. for being here today. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Thanks for showing up on time. <laughs> well, I thought you lied to me purposely so I could come, um, like at that time. No, we <laughs> we told you we told you the truth. Unlike women. Uh just kidding. Oh. So, um. Okay, you ready? Or do you think we already started? No, we already started. Okay. So uh, today we're here with uh, Mr. Zach Hammond. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there, losing my mind a little bit. It shows. I know. Um, so how? Uh, so for people who don't know, uh, Zach is, a, in my opinion, one of the best comedians I ever saw. Um, that's Thank my you. opinion. Uh, I know you're, you also have humility. Yes, um, more of it than I probably should. Probably. Um, how has uh, how's the last few years been, man? <laughs> Not terrible. Like the first couple of months of the pandemic, when everybody was locked inside and we legitimately just weren't allowed to do, you know, our lives. Right. Uh, it sucked just being inside all the time. Uh, and then. I want to say March or April, sometime around like spring. Like uh, a year later? No, like a few months later. Because uh, all the crazy happened in March of 2020. Right. Okay, so then March, April, May. May. Okay. Um, in May, most venues that I w- was playing uh, started just doing outdoor shows. So I was able to go back on the road so long I was playing outdoor venues. And then some places in the South didn't give a shit at all. And then they're just like, you can, no. do, a sh- you can just do a show anywhere. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got COVID early on. Like, I got it on Thanksgiving. Okay. I did too. Uh, yeah. I did too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it sucked. Uh, like, really bad. <laughs> I'm thankful I got the first strain because I felt yeah, like no, that it's... was a New York City shit. Where, oh yeah, uh, that those those um. You got the Tom Hanks version. <laughs> <laughs> those antibodies, like he was they in were Australia not though, wasn't he? Didn't yeah. he get it in Australia? Well, he was on. Well, yeah, he got it, but then he was like on a boat when all this shit happened, and then like last year they're just like, you want to do cruises again? Like this is where this fucking started. You want to do this again, <laughs> seriously? But yeah, I got the early round of COVID. My girlfriend and I both got it. 
um, sucked for two weeks straight. Um, I cried for like the first time in 20 really? years. Cry? Got- I was watching uh, uh, my neighbor Totoro. Uh, That's an interesting name. Uh, did you ever? It's a uh, Studio Ghibli. I don't know anything about that. Really? No. It's a movie uh, with Studio Miyaz- what? Uh, Studio Ghibli. It's uh, out of Japan. Uh, they're Miyazaki films. He's a fantastic um, Japanese uh, Is he the guy who did uh, uh, the Moving Cloud Castle? Sky. Yeah, yeah, How's Moving Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the one he did before that? There was another one that was nominated for like an Oscar or something. Uh, uh, Princess Mononoke? That I that one maybe, but I know Spirited Away was Okay, I've nominated. seen those. Okay, yeah. I just so, don't remember the director's name. Okay, so yeah. he also made uh, My Neighbor Totoro. And there's a scene in the movie where uh, the uh, these two daughters think like their mom is dying and they're with this main character, Totoro, who's like this giant like cat thing. <laughs> and uh, they're just like dancing in front of like uh, this garden and then all of a sudden the garden just magically grows in front of them. And then the score that's playing behind it just hit me in a way where I'm just like, oh, fuck. And really? I started crying on the couch and my girlfriend was coming in the living room to check on me because she was doing slightly better than I was. Right. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. We're, we're fucking cool. I don't even <laughs> see this shit. <laughs> she do that. Were you crying? No, she like noticed. She's like, were you yawning or crying? I'm like, totally yawning. I'm very tired right now. COVID's killing me. <laughs> so uh, I haven't, it's been about 10 years since I've had a good cry. Yeah. And, uh, for some strange reason, when so my wife and I got it at the same time right uh, mm-hmm. last Christmas, it's really I gave convenient. You my heart. Um, <laughs> it was I was driving up to my because obviously you know you and I discussed earlier that like I, I I'm I to other people I seem very crazy right now. The beard's not helping. I, I'm trying to make it look me look crazier. Just to, okay. I'm like it's if they think I'm gonna scattered. do it, I'm just gonna go. F- What's scattered? It's patchy. I know. I look like Beavis. So, um, when, <laughs> so I, I kind of threw all my eggs in, a, in, in the basket of like, there is like, if I take vitamins and lose mm-hmm. some weight and blah, blah, blah. Cause I was looking at it going like, all right, 80% of the people are overweight. Yeah. Um, you know, four to five comorbidities. I don't have those. Mm-hmm. So I, cause I, cause I was non-essential. So my concern was like, am I going to die? Right. And then I just started looking at like the ninety nine point nine percent get even bigger. Right. When I started taking those things away, mm-hmm. but for some reason, it still was in me that like, oh, I'm gonna die from this. Right. So I was uh, when my wife tested negative, and she mm-hmm. could give a fuck because she's Russian. Yeah. So she they could was, die at any second. Yeah. They're like, even I, when they're on the side of the world. She's literally already been through hell. Yeah. Like, she's this like, is like nothing. Yeah, she's like the fact uh, that she made it here. Is a victory and a miracle exactly. in and of itself. Yeah, when you really think about the story, it's incredible. So uh, I've seen Anastasia. I know. <laughs> I know that she's a she's a she's a descendant of the Romanovs. Yes. So she, uh, I was I was on the expressway driving to Clark Summit to because my father is so COVID crazy. The dementia expressway or the the oh no. Well, I don't know one side of it maybe. So the Central Scranton expressway is different than the other expressway. What dementia expressway? Joe, uh, Joe Biden International Speedway. Oh yeah. my God! You know, I just recently saw that sign coming from your town, yeah. na- Nanny Coke. <laughs> Nanny and Coke. I'm like, when did they change this name? It when you weren't heavy. looking. And they didn't, it was two weeks before Afghanistan. And my whole argument was like, give them time to fuck up. Right. Yeah. Before we say, hey, this should be a street. Give anybody time to fuck up. (laughs) Everyone. So anyways, so anyways, I'm on the the non-dementia expressway heading Mm -hmm. up towards uh, Clark Summit. And and I call my wife and she's like, well, I'm negative. And I just started to fucking weep. Yeah. And I weep. I showed up my dad's COVID crazy. And mm-hmm. I show up at the house and he opens the door and I'm, and I've been trying to cry. Like I went through this whole like spiritual awakening thing. And like, yeah. that was like my last barrier was to cry. Mm-hmm. 
and my dad opens the door and it's just me like <gasps> like just puddles and right. he's like he's like are you okay i'm like no this is a good thing like this is all good <laughs> And he's like, you need to come inside. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's good. I know you're afraid and I don't give a fuck, but like, this. Right. <laughs> but I'm crying and this is a good thing. I've been waiting for this. Mm -hmm. So he insisted I came in and we just, and I just sat in there and just wept like a, like a, like a little adolescent for like three hours. And that you were negative and that you're alive. That I'm, that I'm negative that I'm alive. No, no, no. <laughs> you got, you got the test results back that you were negative or she, well, no, cause, what made cause, you cry? Cause I kind of threw all my eggs in one basket and I was like, I can't believe that we survived this. Right. Because at the beginning, like, I was terrified. So crazy. Mm -hmm. Terrified. I didn't, I didn't look at COVID like that at all. Oh, yeah. I just started. I just, it, and it was, and so then after that, yeah. I watched The Matrix uh, Revolutions. Yeah. Fucking cried at that. Yeah. I was like, oh. how shitty it was? Or? I was like, yeah, no, no, no. It was terrible. Was, we all was, cried. It was <laughs> terrible. But when, when it was, when it was Trinity that could fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For some reason, hey, whatever. I got emotional. My fucking wife... trees made me cry. I can't judge you. Dude. Dude. <laughs> you know, I've been working at a goddamn rehab center. I can't get these guys. Well, they cry over women, which is a whole different topic. But, oh, Jesus. But if this is what makes guys cry is the COVID. Yeah. Or the, the actual no, 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 idea just... of the fact that you're alive no, here's from Here's the problem with men. There's no exact thing that'll make men cry. You don't That's... know what it is. You're a wild card. No, exactly. We <laughs> okay. never know. But the thing is, we want to cry. So that we don't have to cry for like another ten years. Got it. That's Sometimes it. That something that you never think would make you cry, right. yeah. it happens, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Right. Like, and then I am you bawling my eyes out right now. And then like, you bury no that sense. the fuck down and yeah. never go back. <laughs> yeah, put that in a jar and fucking lock it yeah. away. <laughs> Along with your marijuana. It's all about just staying masculine, never accepting anything slightly homosexual in your life, never accepting anything that's like slightly pansy or whatever the fuck it is we think. That's all it is to be a guy is just make sure you never I, embrace anything well, like that's, that. Well, uh, that's why you guys don't don't get over relationships. They said that in right. that article said I the, read. Said that, the girl who study. doesn't get over relationships. <laughs> right. No, I, listen. And that's I'm why we a... die early so we don't have to put up with this shit for very long. I called, I called Mark or I texted Mark and I was like, I was writing this paper mm -hmm. and I was looking at some research because my ob this is just my personal observations where um, men have a hard time mm -hmm. uh, getting over relationships. Hence, if they they don't know how to cope, they go right to like drugs and alcohol. Yeah, Hence, I see them every time. People, that's it. My property yes. is fucking something else, and I don't want to think about yes. that. But My I will jerk off to it if there's a tape. <laughs> there, there is some of that in there. There's also this this really deep seated. Did you say if there's a tape, to yeah, it? there's a tape of it. I don't want to know that it's going on, but if you show me a tape of it, I'm just, I mean, I've fucked her once. I get it. <laughs> you relive it? <laughs> That's the whole point of porn is to pretend that you're that you're black there. guy yeah. fucking that woman. <laughs> Do you watch all different types of porn? Yeah. Like tranny porn, gay porn, no. or no, it's all regular porn. No, I'm not, I'm getting not off regular. Topic. Okay, well, what do you mean like regular porn? I, well, though? I'm saying still, regular porn. Even like in the genre of like porn, there's still all kinds of weird shit that you can do with each other. Like to the point where you wonder, is this really are enough people into this that they're making money off of it? All right, so let's go back. So you watch regular, like regular reg man woman porn. Yeah, heterosexual porn. Man man woman porn. Oh, you man, do watch man 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 man, man woman porn. Isn't that called the human centipede? Like what is that? Well, that's just 20 guys. I mean, is it a movie? It makes sense. All the parts work. If it, you did it like that, yeah. Yeah, the Lego the Lego blocks work. That would to make be fun, that. like for like a comedy movie, just to put all guys together and just try to like in and out of each other. Like you I guys think you gotta, can make a circle. Oh, a hundred percent. The snake eating its own tail. How could we? Well, do no. That? Eventually, you'd get just two dicks touching. Each no, other. I don't think so. Because it's always front to back. No, it's not no, front you to back. Have it's to back, get back, them back inside to back. Of each other. Yeah, you need to ask. Yeah, guys, do you know how gay sex works? 
Yeah. But Mark, I, I thought I, can, I did. Okay. I can look at <laughs> your back. You. I can look at your back right. and it's working. Right. Right. And you just right. And you're and inside of me. Somebody's inside of you, but you can't make a circle. I don't think. Oh, can't you? No, you can't. It's Fuck it's yeah, gonna end right. up being you're right. Man yeah, face, man it's face. Dick to dick. Yeah, eventually it's two neg- uh, yeah. North right. Pole magnets at each. Oh man. Well, yeah. no, it, you just have a slight curve. No, isn't this just like putting a bunch of extension cords together? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Eventually you'll make a loop. You won't though. That's what he's saying. Because eventually, like the they're like on no, extension- maybe you would. I no, don't know. Wouldn't. I don't. I don't think you, you will. are not going to. I don't feel like drawing this up one. It's but, dick to ass, dick to ass, dick to ass. But I am face, going to draw this not... up at some point. That's... Yeah, but I think I think Zach's right. Eventually, it'll 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 it won't that it won't. You know what work. the best thing is? There's going to be somebody watching this or listening to this going, "No, you fucking can make a circle." You <laughs> I comment now. Just somebody write it. is going. <laughs> can you do this? Just write it in the comments or share it to a group that would know if you can do I'm this. I'm not I, I very saw... good at logistics. I'm I just that's I... why I can't. I saw five girls doing the same thing though, it okay. live in action. That uh, was interesting. Where's that? At? That was at wait, the very, like Requiem for a Dream live uh, or yeah, yeah. That, that, very yes. Requiem for a Dream yes, live. Yes. It was um the la- it was the big hurrah at the old Diamond Club before they built the new Diamond Club, and I get down there with like two of my girlfriends from college. It's like two in the morning. We're like probably the only Let's chicks there. Let's continue this conversation. And then it was the strippers did uh I you they. Like, like exactly how you guys described the guys. It was girls yeah. eating them out, eating them out, eating them out. Okay. Because I could throw my ass up in the air. You could eat me from right. that end, right? And then they were just doing that. You did this? Is that I what they said to you? Like, did they just invite anybody in? <laughs> now the girls were like, all right, let's just get freaky. So the strippers. Two in the morning. Nobody's here except for you and me. It's packed. <laughs> it's packed. Oh, so, God. So, uh, <laughs> segue. Was it weird playing? Was it weird playing to audiences that were? <laughs> <laughs> you are so terrible at this. Run with what's working. Porn. So back to. What I don't. You I like. don't. I don't want my mom knowing. <laughs> you know, we're talking. We're talking about our. No, guests. somebody has to play, play the straight man in this scenario. Yeah. Pun intended. And <laughs> he's got to get us back on track. Well, because I want to know. Because okay, so one of the things that I that I start, I never. I like so, how you know there's going to be a comedian. We should talk about guys fucking each yeah, other. Yeah, fucking each other. Because <laughs> uh, that's what that's what that's because that's appropriate. Yep. Um, I remember. So when you guys were doing any PA scene, like I just mm-hmm. loved hanging out with the comedians. Yeah. Because I mean, anything was on the table. Yeah. You could talk about whatever you want, no matter how offensive. Yes. And 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 at the end of the day, humor was a thing that sometimes changed people's minds into being like, I never really looked at it that way. It's interesting. As you phrase it, for right? Because I I remember sitting around. I don't remember specifically what the things were, right? But I remember sitting. Oh, around. We never do. <laughs> no, but I but I remember sitting around like you and Hopple and those yeah. guys, and 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 like I was like, oh man, I never really thought about it like that way. Because mm-hmm. because comedians just have this way of 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 just explaining things to like the the lowest simplest, easiest, right? Because you work on your routine, you gotta well, be quick it's and the, simple. It's the George Carlin theory that. Um, most of the time, like the world is already like fucked up, so you can just look at it and comment on it. But sometimes you have to look at the world at like a forty-five degree angle, and then you kind of see things that other people aren't paying attention to because they have no reason to. That's our job is to look at the world and go, "Here's something that's really weird." Have you guys noticed Ever that? Of it? Yeah, you're like a philosopher, really. No, I don't want to go that far. That's, no, but that's what you're questioning. But it's it's low end philosophy, like, <laughs> right? Like we just talked for five minutes about whether or not you could get a ring of guys sticking dicks in each other's asses. Like, 
that's complete really, a circle. Yeah, that's really low end philosophy. They're not trying to figure that out in a calculus class. Apparently, it's high end math, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or no, or, or me mechanical reasoning. Yeah. Um. So, and the and and trust me, like when I started, I'm so proud of you that. You know, because when I when I saw when I met you guys, like it was like playing clubs around here is tough. Well, there's no clubs. It's that's part of the reason why what, it is. There's three comedy clubs in the state. I think in the state. In the state. Yeah. In I Philly think. and Pittsburgh alone, there should be. Hold on. There's Helium. There's the Punchline. There's Wisecrackers. There's the Harrisburg Comedy Zone. All right, I think there's four clubs in the state. Is Wisecracker the one up here, right? Yeah. The one up in uh, the Mohegan Sun. Oh, okay. Or five, depending on when they're doing shows in the Poconos. But a lot of like legit, not legit, but established. This is a comedy club. This is specifically what we put this is on what this our is. 1099s or whatever. These are comedy clubs. I think there's like less than f ten in the entire state. So, do you do this full time? Yes. This is your full time gig. So yes. you must be good enough to make a living from this. I'm you fun. used to not be. I'm tolerable. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't really like. I fucking hate talking up myself. No, I, no, no. I'm, I'm not. You could be humble. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, this is your full time gig. Yes. Okay. And so, how long has it been your full time gig? Uh, like last five years. Wow. So, like, so that, so part of the thing that I was getting to is like when, when you know, NEPA scene was was mm -hmm. did their did their open mics and all that stuff, which was great, and it, yeah. and, it, and it got like otherwise some some comedians are they're just really funny people and they just don't start because they're afraid. Oh yeah, some people just have horrible stage fright and they just yeah. can't they can't cope with being in front of people. So playing some of these rooms around like some of the bars. There's no rooms around here. You're playing bars yeah. back then, right? That's so what makes you good is to <clears throat> get the attention of a bar. If you can get the attention of a bar crowd, people that don't give a shit Drunk about you. Irishmen, yeah. I'm not even Irish. Man, I'm just saying some Italians it's too. And Polish. <laughs> yeah, it, oh yeah, oh god, the Polish and German. They're it, all sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're drinking. If you can get a bunch of drunk Indians to laugh at your job. Oh, I've that's, never that's seen Indians laugh. Can they laugh? <laughs> never know. seen it. I watch Gandhi. Nobody giggles. They're, they're one of those laughers Every time an oil pipeline laugh. explodes and kills a bunch of white people, Indians are laughing their asses off. <laughs> I think that's Middle Eastern. But you might get your so, oh, that's the one you're talking about. All so, right. I was talking about the indigenous peoples. <laughs> but like but like the... <laughs> I would... I would there was a joke there. I should, I'm so happy I didn't say it. Um, so when when w you were playing those rooms, right, yeah. and you always had, like, you knew, I think you knew very, especially at that time, you're like, I, I, this is what I want to do. I, I knew from the time that I started in college, this is what I wanted to do. It was just, because um, I remember I started off as an accounting major in college. Oh, Jan. And I realized very quickly, I was like, I'm going to kill myself if I stick with this. Right. Because I just remember being in class and like the teacher's like, uh, if you are struggling with any of like this stuff, this is the most simple stuff that we can talk about right now. Eventually, you're going to have, you know, some mobster making you cook books. So if you can't <laughs> figure this out, you're not going to want to do this forever. And luckily, uh, some English teacher, uh, I wrote a paper and she's like, you should be an English major instead. I'm like, is that going to make me money? She's like, no, but you'll be happier. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go with that. So I was an English major and um, I always wanted to do comedy, but I had horrible stage fright. And a uh, girlfriend of mine at the time uh, just forced me to do an open mic. I did it. It was meh, but I'm stupid. So I just kept doing it. I just kept going back every week and I got a little bit better and a little bit better. And then now I'm just here. I'm. I'm, I'm what was your What was your concern with the stage fright? If you like no, when you think about it now. 
I think the it's just being in front of people and they're going to judge you. They're they're going you're it's you individually up there alone. If you're doing like a play or something like that, it's it can always be somebody else's fault. If you're in a band, you have everybody there, it's their fault. Other people you to can blame, blame anybody. Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, right. When you are the only person on stage, it's only you there. And there's I recognize there are people that are gonna heckle me and say shit to me. I didn't have the tools at the time when I started to know how to deal with the heckler. The first time I went on stage, I announced I was an English major and some lady goes, well, good luck with that. And, <laughs> and, I, was just, go? and I was just like, yeah, thank you. Cause I didn't have the tools to go shut up, bitch. Like I didn't have yeah. that ability. <laughs> I do now. Cause it's that simple, which is whatever. But when you start, it's just, if you have stage fright, you're just like, I don't know what to say. Cause they're going to judge you. And then you want people to laugh at you for the, for the joke that you make, not because you're, you're, you're screwing up. Yeah. So this, all of that is just built in and you're just like, what's, what's going to happen to me? And then eventually you just get over it and you don't care anymore. Like I can go up in any scenario and I don't give a shit what I say to people. Cause one, I know it's going to be funny now, or like if I bomb it, who gives a shit? They're still going to pay me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and then most scenarios where I do bomb, it's a place where you it doesn't matter if you do well, like at a Christmas party or something right. or a birthday. Like, who gives a shit? This, where they don't even give you a microphone. They're yeah, just like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you've rationalized it to believe there's another payoff going on. In a way, yeah. That, like Again, if it's just something dumb that doesn't matter, like a birthday party or like I get a story out of it and I may not be right. able to tell it even on a stage. bad one yeah yeah well no, anything time that you bomb it makes it's great for a story because nothing's funnier than you fucking up and things going horribly right. nobody wants to hear about everything going well right yeah. right that's why we hate billionaires right now <laughs> everything's going great right. in their lives we don't right. want to hear about how yeah I sent a rocket to the moon you're just like well that's a great story no, we <laughs> want to hear about that thing falling to the fucking earth so we can judge them it's that's so, what we want to happen it's so true because even if you get into the the radio business people don't want it they, they want to hear all the bad yeah. dates you went on they want to hear all the fucked up shit you did, right. all the humiliation you've gone through. And then you're because you've distanced yourself from the story. Right. Some people will say to me, oh, how could you tell those stories or how much can you tell about your life? I'm sure. Do you joke about your life a lot? Like, I don't know if you I mean, we can I get do, to that, but I joke about anything that I think is funny. So if it's if something going on in my life, then, yeah, I'm going to joke. I when I got divorced, I did like 20 minutes on I'm that. Divorced. Oh, you've been married yeah. and divorced. Oh, yeah. But like at that point, the story is not yours. It's just a story. No, like it's a still distance. my, no, it's still See, my story because for comedy anyways, people are going to tell if you're not being authentic. So if I'm right. just telling a story, that's, and that's the, the issue sometimes with doing stuff over and over that if you do a bit for too long, mm. you do lose the reality of it because you don't give a shit sure. anymore. So you're just kind of going, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's and true. The emotion's not behind. Yeah. It's, right. it's no longer there. So that's why for me, I have to turn over material a lot. Like I, ha every couple of years I will do a new act. I'll record it or film it and then put it out there and then start a new act. Cause I can't, keep doing the same things over and over again because I you lose your passion for it. And that's how you end up like somebody that does it for 40 years and they do the same act for 40 years. And Does that person hit watermelons? Uh, some of them do, <laughs> yeah. Some of them I hit watermelons. I've, I'm not making this up. I have watched people headline at clubs and they still talk about changing the channel with a pair of pliers. I'm like- no. Who the fuck is still alive that understands yeah. that joke? Yeah, it's like it's like remember all the dirt in the dust bowl. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? There are comics that still do that, and they've never changed their act, and they're miserable about it too. And you can see it in their dead eyes. They just hate the fact that they're doing this, but it's the only job that's available do, to them. Do now. you think it's because they got like one good routine and got lazy? Yes, I was literally well, going to ask that. So question. there was it's a the thing laziest. that 
um, there's some things with comics like from the past that it's just, yeah, I got my act. That's it. I got I got my 45. I can headline at clubs now. Uh, the act always kills. I don't have to do anything else because there there is a fear in having to come up with new shit because you basically start back at zero again and, every time. Yeah. And that's horrifying. Like because when I start doing new jokes, that's me back. I'm going to open mics and working out shit again. And I'm in front of people that aren't there to see comedy sometimes. And even if they are, they're at an open mic. They don't expect you to do well. So even if so, so you would think like, oh, well, the bar is low. It doesn't matter. It does because you have to figure out at that open mic what's going to work. And then you have to take it in front of people that are paying you to say it, right. it better fucking work because you are wasting their money if it doesn't. And nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody wants to go back to their old open mic days and have to figure out what works and retool it and rewrite it and say it like a thousand times to figure out that it wasn't good enough. So you have to get rid of it now Yeah, and then figure out something else that does work. It's a nightmare. But if you, if you want to be for lack of a better term, an artist or whatever, you got to just keep doing something new and keep changing it up. Cause then you grow. And if you don't grow, you just, you're lost in the past talking about changing the channel to fucking pliers. It's a boring thing. <laughs> who, who do you, um, I mean, who do you like in the comedy world right now? Uh, Doug Stanhope is one of my favorite uh, comics. I love Stanhope. He gives zero fucks. Yeah, zero. It's amazing to watch. And one of the nicest people on the planet, too. Uh, Who's very good. And he's very good friends with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Very, is he? very good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Stanhope Stan Hope wrote, wrote an op head about how Amber Heard is a monster. She, I, well before everybody knew I can't even like three watch years any ago. of that yeah. stuff. But she, yes, I'm not on like Team Amber or anything like that. Like, I just She's look at. She's a monster. I just mm -hmm. look and look at Johnny Depp. I go, man, I just watched. Um, Donnie Brasco the other day, and I'm like, man, like this is the this is the Johnny Depp. Like, what the fuck happened yeah. there? You oh, know? Because he's playing a character. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that was his height of his fucking career. Like those moments of '90s Johnny Depp, and you're seeing him now, dude. That dude. That was, make, was the like that's a comparison. I'm that making. dude was making billion dollar movies up until her. Mm hmm. And now he can't. You don't think he'll get hired again? He got again? kicked out of the Harry Potter franchise. That's what she did to him. Like, yeah. He was supposed to be in it? And, he and was Pirates it. of the Caribbean. No, Pirates. You're not Harry Potter. No, Fantastic Pot no, he was in, oh, yeah. oh, the prequels. He was Grindelwald. Or, those are the prequels. Yeah. The prequels. Ah, the yes. prequels. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I'm just saying that. Well, I clearly not that. Fan. <laughs> no, I couldn't get into the prequels, like the first Griswold. That I'm not, I'm not saying they're thing. great. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they're good to watch when you're stoned. Like would not know. That, I know you wouldn't. I'm just letting you Look, know. Look, it's more Harry Potter. So like, no, I get yeah, it. Exactly. Hey, uh, speaking of drugs, though, you know, you were saying off the air that you speaking don't. Speaking of drugs, though. <laughs> you don't drink, smoke. You don't use anything. Mm -hmm. and, and so much of stage fright will get combated with drugs right. or alcohol, right? I'm assuming a lot of com comedians that you've been on tour with or whatever, either they're, do they use this as their tool? I'm assuming they use it as a tool. And how have you been able to like bypass that and just been like, I'm here, I'm going to deal with my I don't give a shit what other people do. I don't no, but in the beginning fall. you did. Yeah, no, in the beginning with the stage friend, I'm like, yeah, how do you combat that? He wasn't shooting heroin just to get up there. You don't know that, but you. I don't think you did. I, don't I have that. long sleeves for a reason. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was for your prison tat. Well, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> shitty. But is there a lot of like tattoos. sober, sober comedians? I'm saying that must have been hard, like starting out. Sorry. Or no, it's just never been in your life, so it made no, no I don't, difference. Okay. I don't. I, I don't give a shit. It doesn't. Like one, I don't like the taste of alcohol. So I've drank alcohol before. Like it wasn't something where I've just never had it. I was just like, I will never do that. I drank alcohol before. I don't like the taste of it. Um, and even in things where like if you do mixed drinks or whatever, I can still taste alcohol. So I don't like the taste of it at all. It bothers mm -hmm. me. Um, 
if I drink alcohol at all, I also get tired because I have no tolerance mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Like I can take uh, a Tylenol PM and it'll knock me out for 18 hours. Yeah. Like, cause I don't do anything. So it, I have no interest in it. Even if I tried starting now, I have to build up a tolerance over what? Five, 10 years. I don't have time for that. I don't <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> no, nah, you could build it up pretty quick, but I, you know, part of the thing too is, is like, and also I don't like not being in control. Like when I was in college um, and I, I smoked pot for like six months straight and it, it never did for me what it does for everybody else. Like whatever euphoric feeling people get when they get stoned, right. it never happened to me. I was just like, everything's like slowed down and is kind of mushy right now. And that just <laughs> didn't do anything for me. So I was like, this isn't fun. And I, I gave it, you know, I gave it six months. So yeah, I would have gave, <laughs> I it, gave a good it six months. Yeah. <laughs> and this didn't do anything for me. So none of that stuff interests me. And again, like I said, I don't like not being in control. I have to be aware of everything that's going on around me. And I have to know what's going on in my head. Uh, and that's just the way that I work. If you don't, that's cool. Whatever works for you, do it. It just doesn't do it for me. Well, I think that I think that I think the majority of I it's also more fun because everything that I say on stage are all sober thoughts, which is way more fun to people. <laughs> but going to what you say, I think, I, I mean, you probably find this too, where a lot of times like the the, the comedian, look, if, if, it, if there's, I think most comedians, if they had the choice of being a comedian or being the lead singer of a band, mm-hmm. it would it would be a toss up for them because they think they still want to party and get the girls and, yeah. you know, and, and I think that that- You get way more pussy being in a band than you do as a comedian. I can tell you that's not true. Uh, <laughs> how? Because I never got laid from my band. Um, you were in a band for like five minutes. I was in a band for Dan. How long was in a band? Four years. Once you get to five years, that's when everything oh, starts coming right. together. I just didn't. I just didn't stick with it long. It was the time <laughs> limit. That's what was wrong. Yeah. With us. What were you doing in the band? I sang. It was sad. Oh, I do remember these days. I wasn't yes. bad. Was I bad? I wasn't bad. No, we were. <laughs> But it was, but it, but it was, Did it, was you have, it was mostly for drinking. It was mostly because okay. you could drink for free and, and every now and again, but it was like every, it, you know what it was? It was just, a, it was a lot of, it was just a lot of sadness, no direction right. and, and drinking. It seemed to make that feeling go away for the evening mm-hmm. and it was, but it was always back the next morning. Well, look, the only reason I say that I'm pretty sure bands get more pussy than comedians is because I think I've told you this story, this part of it anyways, okay. uh, I saw Shat live. Oh, you're telling me about Shat. Yeah. That's right. I yeah, opened yeah. for them and then I had to watch them perform. And uh, just quick thing, they're, they're a group of musicians out of Jersey who wear baby diapers and dildo armor. Stop it. I'm not making this up. Where do you find these people? They, they played around here. What part of I opened for them? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Because I'm a comedian and I'm a stupid whore and yeah. I don't say no. Yeah. You want to open for this? You want to do a birthday party? You want to come to our corporate event and do a fucking, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's money. I don't care. You have an I, agent? You have an agent? I did. Um, I don't anymore. That was the agent that set you up a check? No, 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 no. That was early, like a year or two in. Um, that uh, was a- Local the- filmmaker Bobby Keller. Uh, hooked you him. up with that? Yeah. And he's like, you oh, want to open boy. for Shat? And I'm like, and I, I don't. I don't pay attention to like music or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know who they are. It's like, it'll be a lot of fun. And literally the audience is like just neo-Nazis there to fucking see them. It was <laughs> Did really they laugh. They did at one comic, um, one guy, and this is all part of a bit that I do, but uh, one guy yelled at me. His heckle was, I'm going to rape you in the alley after the show tonight. Okay. And I told him, you're not supposed to tell me where. And that got everybody. <laughs> oh, there's Shad up on the yeah, screen. Yeah, see? Dan, you want to pull up four? 
and that got everybody on my side. So that guy is the lead singer, okay? This guy is singing his heart out. He is singing a song called Fuck Her in Her Double Double Chin, Double Double Chin. That is a song that he is singing. I'm not making this up. A girl that is five foot, maybe a hundred pounds, and just really short, short denim short is just grinding up in front of him. And she's lifting up her shirt and showing him her tits. This chick is showing that thing her tits. Okay. <laughs> don't ever tell me musicians don't get laid more than comedians. Right, fair enough. You fair didn't enough. have a hook. That's what your problem was. <laughs> I didn't was. have a dildo armor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but the issue is you didn't have a gimmick. Who no. sits home and thinks about, you know what, this is going to be the theme of our band. We're gonna walk around with diapers uh, on and in that dildos guy's, in and, that guy's and defense, get an audience and a following. In that guy's defense, uh, he was shot in the head. And he survived, and then he had the idea to become chat. So sometimes brain damage is a benefit. Well, it, I mean, if you think about it, there are those there are those people out there who are like, I don't care. I'm just going to do. What was it Gigi Allen or whatever? Yeah. Like guys like that. Like I mean, there, there is um, there is a uh, a freedom to not giving a shit and just doing sure. what you think is right. And then sometimes people just are into that. They're just like, I don't give a shit. It's a lot of fun. Like, do you enjoy them? No, but they don't give a shit. Let's support yeah. them. There's a good energy here of not giving a shit. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, that's, I think that's the thing that, that, you know, for bands like that, I mean, it's li- that, that's the allure of them. You yes. don't know what you're going to get. You no, have no, not idea. at all. Their uh, one and only album that they put out is called Country. And it's spelled <laughs> only C-U-N-T-R-E-E. And there's a picture on the album of a tree with, that looks like its legs are spread. <laughs> At least this it was so art. It's pretty creative. Like I gotta give him. Like I've made fun of him, but it, it's pretty goddamn creative. At the end of the day, did you <laughs> hang out with the band afterwards? Oh fuck no, they did not like me, and I didn't care for them. Well, they're they were hard partiers, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, at that time they were. I don't yeah. know what's going on now, but oh yeah, like that that whole show was just a giant. Where was that party. show at? Do you remember where that show was at? I do, but the bar technically doesn't exist anymore. So we it, can talk shit on it. Good. Yeah. Um. It used to be called Judge and Jury. Oh, I know exactly where that and is. And then it became something else. And then it was like an Irish bar. Oh, it's on the square. Yeah. It's in downtown. The Irish yeah, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the Irish it was, Wolf. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Irish Wolf. I don't, I can't remember if it was the Irish Wolf and they played there. It's it next to the Jewish been. Deli. I don't know if the Irish Wolf is even around anymore. No, 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 no. But Judge not. and Jury is now, yeah. This, yeah, that's next to that. Yeah, so that was the building. That's where I opened for them. Why right. the fuck would they come to Scranton? There cannot they're be from an audience. Here. No, he said they're from Jersey. What? Well, the one guy well, lives. First here. of all, that's how you make money is you travel. No, and but then I you mean, you travel, and then a play, and then a band <laughs> called Shat is going to go to a shithole like fucking Scranton because it all just kind of converges and melds together. But, but very the bar well. owner would have to go. Listen, I'm going to hire this. No, band they care about the crowd. No, I'm going to have a crowd. So who the fuck would hire them, thinking they're going to get a fucking crowd around here? That guy would let everybody. Anybody play. that knew them, if if you knew the bar owner well, you could just go, "Hey, uh, this group uh, needs a place to play this weekend. Do you mind if they come here?" Yeah, because they did comedy shows there where nobody fucking showed <laughs> Why up. Why do I feel like I'm asking like dumbest questions? I'm just like, don't you know this shit, Charlotte? People because being just... self aware is very important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most self aware person I know. Why the fuck? Uh, I'm not so sure. So, um, all right. So do you, okay, I wanted to ask this while we got sidetracked. Yeah, do you remember the first show where you like that stage fright was gone? Um, like we were like, man, I fucking nailed that. Even if you never told anybody, I want to say the third time that I went up at an open mic, um, I just had a really good set, and because I had the good set, I wasn't focused on everybody judging me. 
it still took a while to get over, but it just slowly kind of just eroded and just went away. Like the first few years, whenever I was doing like a legit show where I was getting paid for it, every time I would go before the, before I got on stage, I'd be very, very nervous because it was just like, I could fuck up. I could upset somebody uh, and not necessarily somebody in the audience, but I could upset somebody enough that they don't want to book me again. Cause that's your, that's, that's the like only the thing. venue. The venue or, or like the, the producer the, the, yeah. who put the thing together, like they're, they're just not a good fit or we don't like them, so let's not book them again. Like that's always in the back of your head because the any business and entertainment is always you gotta you have to please enough people. If you're if you're drawing an audience, you can be a complete piece of shit because you're drawing an audience, so right. they have to put up with you. But when you're starting out, if you don't have a draw, your your currency is how funny you are, and then also how tolerable you are off stage as well so if you can't be funny at least try to be the nicest person that you can be uh and then my act i've never really tried to be clean or for everybody so from early on i had to figure out how to do the shit that i do and it wasn't always great so but that's that again that just over time i figured out how to be me and make it palatable or just get everybody on my side and then that stage fright just kind of just slowly went away and just eroded and I could just go up and it didn't matter. And then there are still some times where I might do a show where if I haven't been to the place before, I get like kind of nervous. But as soon as I get on stage, it's just like, well, you're at work now. Fucking do your job or don't. But you're going to you're going to make out better if you do your job well. So now I can just get on stage and it doesn't matter. That's where I am the most free. It's where I'm the most comfortable. And it's a slight personality change because offstage, I'm an introvert. I don't like interacting with a lot of people. Like right. after, <laughs> a sh after a show, like if I'm around a group of people, unless they're coming up to me and going, oh, you were, you were great. Can we buy like a CD or merchandise off of you? Outside of that part, I don't want to be around a lot of people. I don't like it. But being on stage, I am comfortable. I can mess around with people. I can do crowd work. I can, people get me and I can have fun with them. But once I'm off stage, I don't want to be around anybody. Like this stuff is fun because it's a couple people. Nobody's, you know, looking at me, making sure I'm doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing or whatever. Or listening. Yeah. <laughs> One of those two things. This stuff is fine because it's a conversation. I can do those. But when you're just like in a massive group, I hate fucking parties. I hate going to clubs and shit like that and being around just a bunch of drunkards dancing or whatever. It's just uncomfortable to me. Like, are you, but you're on the road alone, right? Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes if I, when I put together, I did a tour last summer uh, and I brought uh, Dan and another comic on the road with me. So I was, I remember seeing, I remember seeing yeah. uh, Facebook stuff for that. Yeah. Two months straight on the road, did not come home for two months straight. Uh, I did a show almost every night and it was just, uh, all across the country, just back and forth, up and down. And, but most of the time, yeah, I'm usually alone on the road. It's me on a plane flying alone somewhere, or it's just me in my car for 20 hours straight driving somewhere. So when, so when did the transition happen? Like when did you slowly go from like open mics to, oh, hey, we're, I'm getting paid. Oh, cause when I knew you, you were working. Yeah. Like you had a, you had like a day mm -hmm. job. And so when did, that start to happen where it's like, oh, this is full time now. Um, so at that point, I did have an agent and I was doing the brewery comedy tour with uh, Heron Entertainment. Okay. And just like breweries all over the country, yeah, breweries all over the country. And then any other venue that we could find, like I would look for like theaters or uh, like rock clubs or something like that to play or any comedy club that would have us on an off night. 
And then they would, I'd send them the information, they would contact them, they would set up a deal. And then you just drive out to wherever it is, you bring your PA system if you need to, and then you just set up the show and you take tickets. And I was able to make a living off of it because I don't, I live cheap. Like I said, I live in Manicoke. It's dirt cheap to live okay. there. Uh, rent is very low. I have a just a tent. That's all you need. Yeah, like, basically, yeah, yeah. and an overpass. Yeah, if there is one in Manicoke. Right, because you need you know natural something or other right, around right. you. Uh, yeah, and then that I was I was just on the. It mainly ha I was able to do it full time because I got divorced. That's really how it worked out. Really? Because well, when I was married, my wife would not let me go on the road. No, she hated it because but that's what you wanted to do. Well, that's why I'm divorced, Marky, because but she didn't she know was, that. Did she didn't know that going in, or she knew that going in? It doesn't change the fact that she didn't like it because uh, she was concerned that I would uh, cheat on her or that I was cheating on her. Um, and then she didn't drive; she didn't have a car. So her thing was like, "Well, how am I supposed to get to work?" I'm like, "You could take the bus. I can't take the bus. That's <laughs> for poor people." Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Yeah, we're poor people. Just because we rent a house doesn't mean we're not fucking poor." <laughs> What part of we rent don't you right, understand? Right, yeah. We don't have land. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the time I couldn't go on the road for extended periods of time and make real money because she was like, well, how am I supposed to get to work or how am I to do anything? Uh, so that really held me back. And then once I got, uh, once I was separated, I was able to go on the road and I was making money. And the weirdest thing happened. Once I was no longer with this person, I actually had money to spend. On a regular, oh. I was able to put money in a savings account. It was crazy how much of my money was being poured into somebody that uh, did not love you. No. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I think and, too many don't realize it. And it takes a long time to like shake yourself out of it, too. That's that's the sad part. Like Shake to, yourself out of? Somebody that doesn't love you. Oh, to shake yeah. yourself out of a bad situation. And then the only, I mean... The funniest thing now is to tell stories about like what happened with my marriage and people go, you know, you were being abused, right? I'm like, that's yeah. what that was. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, fuck, I didn't know. <laughs> You're Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she never shit in the bed though. She never did. No. Did you see that part in the trial? That's how you know yeah. it's not love. Did you see yeah, the, exactly. did, did you see the part in the trial where the lawyer was and how did you know it wasn't he, a dog shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, what did he say? The it was small a, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he said. I don't know why the world is like paying attention to that. I don't know. Is it because we, we love, just need something crazy? Because we love tragedy. We love watching. Celebrities are above us. And they're not. They're not. No, but that stuff like that proves that they're not. Because you can, we can watch that and go, yeah, Amber Heard shit in Johnny's bed. And there's some guy going, my fucking girlfriend shit in my bed. <laughs> All right, I'm glad I'm not fucking Johnny Depp's wife shit in his bed. I'm I, not the only one. That's yeah, did, good. Like, didn't that, she like shit somewhere else and bring it up there? Oh, probably. I don't what know. What was that? Was that a part of their sexual <laughs> foreplay? Because I'm not watching any. No, of this. she's she's no. being an asshole. Like that's. Tell me what that, that is psychological. That is psychological abuse. Is what that is. So what that is, is you establishing dominance over another person and saying, I can do whatever I want to do, and you're going to fucking put is up Is that with what it. it was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was she claiming? Why did she shit in the bed? What was her defense on the shit part? It was I like don't revenge know. or something. Yeah. So what did he do? 
He picked up the shit. <laughs> no, what he, she claimed that he did. It doesn't matter. She's a lunatic. Are you guys watching this? I'm not. I'm not engrossed. I'm watching it peripherally. I'm not paying yeah, that like much if a attention. Clip comes to up it. or something. Sure. Like I see something on Facebook and it goes Amber Heard shit in Johnny's bed. I'm like, that's crazy. And then I scroll. I'm like, look at a kitty. Like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't give a shit what's going on in their lives. But that's why we enjoy it is because we're looking at celebrities who we hold in this really high regard. And they're going through some super white trash shit. And we go, okay, they are just like everybody else. They just have a million dollars. Money doesn't change you being a piece of shit. You're just a piece of shit who can do a lot of things now. That's all it is. My buddy has this philosophy that anybody who has over $10 million does not understand how the world works. No, they don't. Because I think the one study was done that if you have like, if you $75,000 is all you need to like live a comfortable life. And then anything beyond that, it's just extra money. And eventually you're just like, I got nothing else to do. Yeah. And I'm not happy. Right. So like, and yeah, money doesn't make you happy. It makes things way the fuck easier, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee happiness. So when you have millions upon millions of dollars and there's nothing that you can't afford and nothing that you can't do, it's the theory of why heaven can't exist. It's just perpetual happiness. Like that can't fucking sustain you for very long. You need misery to appreciate the happiness. Yeah, you need you need hate to feel love, understand right. love and pain to understand joy. So and- you need somebody to shit in your bed so that you can appreciate <laughs> life sometimes. <laughs> You do understand there's something beyond the duality of that, though, right? What? Yeah, I mean... What did you say? I mean, there is something beyond the duality of just... You need the the hate to know the love and vice versa. But if people... Everybody wants to sustain happiness, right? Perpetual. Like, that's what their goal is. That's why why everybody... That's why a lot of people... Not everybody. Have you noticed that she's been holding a microphone for the last... There's a lot of clips of me just... Staying on your screen, watching her wave that thing around while everybody is talking. And she's just, I'm waiting for her to clock you upside the head. I'm just, you know, I need something to do. Is that your fidget spinner for the day? It is. It is. Or or if I start playing with this tape, you start screaming at me. Here, keep going. I get it. You were saying. I what I was going to say. Something about duality. No, no, no. I just think um, we know this world to be duality, but everyone's searching for that, like, longstanding happiness. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the next desire you get, you're like, oh, this is going to be it. And then you accomplish that desire. And then you realize, oh, that's not it. And then you right. go after the next one. But the 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 longstanding happiness on a very like spiritual philosophical level is they say is to get beyond the duality of this world and go into like, try to like kind of meet everybody in this, this, this oneness, so to speak, this mm-hmm. like conscious realm or whatever that most people laugh at, but I think it's possible to do. And the more people talk about the fact that nothing makes you happy, this and that, and I get it because- you're trying it. Because I think there's something fucking wrong with you inside. Like, you can what? find happiness, but you also have to be happy with... You're never going to be happy with anybody unless you're actually happy with yourself as well. You no, have there's to be no able external to cause for the internal. No, you have it. to be able to live with yourself before right. you can be with somebody else. Otherwise, you're just bringing all your fucking problems to them, and they have to figure it out. Like right. that's. But then we bring, in, we bring in things, we bring in people, whatever, and right. as long as we practice like this kind of detached attachment, so to speak, which is mm-hmm. like super hard to practice. We just get involved in the same bullshit again. And then when it leaves us, cause it will. Right. Either through death or walk away or through, you know, then oh, we're... that's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait for <laughs> yes, death. Yes. Cause then you're like, you know, you're, you're, you're back to rejoining your true self or something. No, because then really it's fucking over. You don't it's have to over. do it. Your bills are yeah, gone. Your yeah. problems are gone. And there's somebody else's. Now your body is somebody's problem. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you decide to leave it, it's somebody's problem now. It's your last fuck you <laughs> when you leave. So uh, 
I don't know what the fuck anything she just said was. So, um, yes, you do, Mark. We've talked about this before. Yeah, but you said it in a way that I didn't understand it. Used a lot of multisyllabic words. Yeah, I didn't understand Are you like pretending the duality. To be dumb. No, I think I am. According right. to my Facebook today, I'm a real fucking dumb. Why? What happened? Oh, nothing. I, I posted a thing. I sh- why are you guys still posted. using Facebook? Because I, I did it today. Should we use like, MySpace? No, I don't know why. Any- I'd go back. Would you go back Fuck. to MySpace? At or least I'd actually maybe. Actually, you know what I would do? I, if if fucking Russia dropped an EMP right now and got rid of all <laughs> social media, I'd be okay with That's that. That's what I'm too. saying. Like you That'd hate you hate it that much, but yeah, you're using it. It's all. It's a bad relationship. No, I don't. Yeah, it's called addiction, though. That's what it is. We're addicted thousand, to this shit. But you know you're addicted to it. You've actually. Yeah, but, do you know yeah how, what does that change? Just because you know you're addicted to something. It. Oh, it's just so yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah, just say actually. no. <laughs> yeah, you said no to drugs and alcohol. That's probably easy. Okay, I talk, and Reagan. <laughs> I, talk, I tried to convince people that like they are addicted to it. Yeah, they, they, are. they don't believe. Yeah. They don't believe. I'm not addicted to that. No, yeah, 100% are. Yeah, I like family members, friends. I'm like, oh, yeah. check, your, check your screen time. Because it's a constant validation thing. Mm-hmm. I get it because that's what I do for a living. I need constant well, validation. Right, but no, I don't have to. Yeah, do, you have you to don't do have career. to do, Right, but you don't have to do anything if you want to like really well, get technical. Sh- sure. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. Right. But I understand this part of it because I need that validation. There's something broken inside of me that needs validation from strangers. So I tell jokes and they just go, good for you. We enjoyed that. Here's more money. Like oh, that's- I, thought, I thought you meant you were doing it just so you, like you can tell people about your next game. No, no, no. no. But, but what I'm saying is <laughs> I understand social media because I'm a comedian. I, I recognize okay, I gotcha. the, the need for validation on every level. And yeah, I understand the necessary evil of this. But at the same time, I will still go on Facebook, even if I'm not promoting something, just to watch people shit on each other and be mean to each other for no particular reason. Like Isn't that the, the, insane? Well, the craziest thing to me is anytime you post an opinion and like, who the fuck are you really talking to? You're talking to your base. That's right. who you're talking to. You know, the, if you think for a second that anything you're going to say is all of a sudden going to change everybody's mind, like you're a moron. And then you have the people that uh, my favorite one are people that will like talk to people on Twitter and then they'll do a screen grab of like some, you know, fucking, Oh, takedown they did to right, them, right, right, right. where somebody's just like, I don't believe that gays should have rights. And then they respond like, your fucking wife's a bitch. And then it's just like, see what I said to that guy? And then they screen cap it and they post it on Facebook. And you're just like, wow. Does he think gays oh, should be have rights now? Like, is, did that, that change his fucking mind? mind? No, yeah. you're just being a fucking vapid asshole on Facebook because you just want to impress your friends. That's all it is. So I don't, I, it's just shit constantly. It's an entire just waterfall of shit. I think people just being awful to each most, other. Most people in school were not the bully. No, and now we get to be the bully. And you realize yeah. like they were right the entire time. The bullies? <laughs> the or, bullies were right. It feels amazing <laughs> to be a piece of shit to somebody. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry, but that's if if we if there weren't proof on my fucking phone right now that that was the reality, I would try to argue the other way, but it's true. It feels good apparently to be mean to people. And then it's even better because you get to do it from like far away. It's no consequences. No, it's the Joe Pesci telephone tough guy kind of shit. You just get to be mean to people and walk away. It's awesome. Have have you found over the years that like, do you get booed for shit? Like, is there stuff that you say? Cause it seems like, okay, so let's, you know, yeah. the, the world is a very fucking polarized place right now, it is. right? 
And it seems to me that comedians kind of stay, if they're really, really good at it, they call yeah. balls and strikes and hypocrisy on both sides. Yes, on absolutely. every side. Everybody's right? full of shit. Everybody's full of shit. So have you seen like a change since you started about like things you can joke about versus things that are like now you cannot joke about them? Like, do you sense, do you self censor no. up there? No, I just say whatever I think is funny, I'm going to say, and I'm going to figure out a way to say it so that people accept it. Like, that's why I do, I mean, one, I do the road because that's where I can make money and that's what, that's the avenue that's available to me. But also you do the road so that you can tell your jokes to every walk of life and figure out what works and what doesn't work and how to get people on your side that normally wouldn't be on your side. And you have to say it a certain way. And if you say things a certain way, and people understand that it's a joke or they understand your perspective, you can get away with saying anything. There's still going to be people that get angry at you because, you know, whatever the fuck is in their head. And those people, there's nothing wrong with getting offended. You're allowed to be offended, but you are not owed a remedy for being offended. Like that's, that's the reality of it. Like things are going to happen that you're not going to like deal with it. Yeah. You don't get to deal with it by assaulting people because that's just a law. That has nothing to do. Yeah. Like it's fucking that's, that's illegal. Prior to the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just illegal to assault people because you didn't like what they said. Uh, but there have been people I've walked crowds before. Like that's and that's typically what you're supposed to do. If you don't like it, either shut up or walk away. You don't have to be around something that you don't like. Right. You can fucking leave. Um, I've only had it happen a couple times where people have like yelled at me from on stage or they've come up to me after the show and they're just like, that was wrong that you said that. And they just leave one time. Um, and there's a video of it on Facebook. Is uh, it really? Yes. Uh, cause somebody was recording without my fucking permission and then <laughs> they posted the video on Facebook and I got goodwill from it. Uh, what happened was. Um, I was doing a show in Appalachian or Appalachian or some shit part of New York. And uh, I was closing out the show and I was doing some of my most simple material, dumbest material imaginable. Uh, stuff that I know works everywhere, everywhere that yeah. is not going to challenge anybody. They're just fucking jokes. Yeah. And this audience is just like, oh, we're not going along with that. And I then got into like the Mitch Hedberg type shit vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I, I did uh dumb jokes about working in retail and how I worked at a, a dollar tree and I saw a woman come in one day and buy three ovulation predictors and a plunger and wondered <laughs> what the fuck is she planning? Like that kind of joke. <laughs> and they were just like, I don't get it. Yeah. They're just like, Ugh. and then I went into uh, bits about how I got a vasectomy because I never want to have kids. And some, woman in the audience like tried to say something i was like you need to shut up you interrupted four other people before me you're not gonna interrupt me shut the fuck up and then she left and then around the end of my set she came back in and she's like are you ready to apologize to me now and i was like i ain't apologizing <laughs> to nobody was that like in the middle of your set i'd say i had like 10 minutes left in my set but like you're in the middle of talking and she yeah comes and back? she just comes and she's like are you gonna apologize to me now i'm like fuck off that's fucking and then unbelievable. She just kept coming at me, and I was like, "You're an asshole." You know that? Like, you're an asshole. Your friends are sick and tired of your shit. They're telling you to shut your mouth, and you just need to shut the fuck up. And then she got on stage. Like, so I'm standing on stage, and Holy then she's shit. standing in front of me on stage. 
uh, and she's going, say it again. I go, okay, you're an asshole. I'm not afraid to call you an asshole. The reality right. of it was she wanted me to call her a cunt so she'd have a justifiable reason to hit me. And I knew that. Oh, really? Exactly. When, when yeah. did you get caught getting called to cunt as a justifiable reason to hit a man? Are you looking at me asking me this uh, question? No, or... or- because that's just the way some people you do this like long they enough. immediately think you're gonna that's that's your right because I kept saying you're an asshole and she goes say it and like you could just see it like you do this long enough you figure out what people want from you yeah it's kind of so, like when you look another guy in the eye and you're like go ahead fucking hit me oh, you right, hit me right, right. Yes, fucking now exactly. because you know as soon as you do it's on right so you could I could see it I knew exactly what she wanted and it's going you're an asshole I'm not gonna give you what you want so you can do what you want so she tried to. Sp- wipe the mic out of my hand but she just ended up hitting the cord and I was still holding the mic I'm like all right are we gonna keep doing this and then eventually the the owner or one of the managers that night just came on the stage and went all right everybody show's over and just took the mic from me hung it up and just ended the show right there really yeah and everybody commenting on the video was just like that is not the way you handle it you should have just thrown her out out. and that's what everybody's reaction was throw her out, get her out of there. If you don't like what somebody is saying, just leave. And you're causing the incident. I didn't like, I'm not up here deliberately picking on you. That's not my act. I don't like crowd work. I like just doing my act. Right. That's what I'm getting paid for. That's what I want to do. Uh, I don't want to fucking talk to you <laughs> in that sense anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's the worst that's ever happened. The second worst, and I did a bit about it because again, it was funny. Um, and I'll kind of get into it here. I did, I was doing a bit about, I was in Virginia and the bit was about, um, like a twist on gun violence and that I was like, uh, I don't care who you vote for. My thing has always been, uh, the two things that I think should always be important are, uh, healthcare and guns. I don't care what direction you go with them. Uh, more or less, it just seems to me when those two things are out of whack, a shitload of people die. Right. Uh, and the last time I checked, politicians need people to vote for them. In living people tend to vote more than dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Typically. <laughs> right. Um, and then I said, uh, and school shootings are horrendous. And one of the suggestions that keeps coming up for school shootings is uh, to arm the teachers. And every hack comedian will go, well, if you thought school shootings were bad before, arm teachers and see what happens, because we all remember what it was like being in school, right? <laughs> and then my twist on it was like, no, if you thought uh, teachers fucking students was a problem before, give them guns and see what happens. <laughs> uh, what happens in a room like that when you say something like that? Most of the time people laugh. And I figured out that the the thing that saved me in the bit later on was um, I said, because uh, typically uh, no longer will a student be under pressure in the form of like an A or a B or now they under the metaphorical gun of uh, getting an A or a B. Now there is the literal pressure, like Miss Frizzle is standing outside the magic school bus now with a gun to your fucking head <laughs> going, you got two options like that's. So when you make it a woman, it's a more tolerable joke. Right. Whereas if people are thinking that it's like some, you know, guy trying to pick on a student. Yeah, Larry and a seer. Right. Yeah. It's fucked up. But if you make it a woman and then you say Miss Frizzle, it's more ridiculous. But I said it and I was just going into the bit and it's just a bunch of ridiculous shit. And some guy stands up and screams at me. If it weren't for teachers, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Oh, and I no. yelled at him. 
I dropped out, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he and like eight other people walked out of the room. They all fucking left, just screaming at me. And uh, later I found out, like somebody came up to me after the show and they're like, are you all right? And I'm like, I don't feel well because I don't like confrontation. Right, right, I can defend myself, but I don't want to. It right. makes me feel icky. So she's like, well, don't worry. I'm an undercover cop. I was going to let anybody do anything to you. I'm like, that makes me feel really good. Right. And she's like, also, um, all eight of those people that walked out, I go, yeah. And she goes, uh, they're all teachers that teach in a district that are having a really big problem with what you were joking about. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. They're having like a gun issue? Like a, like no, a like teachers issue? fucking students. That's oh what they were getting God. mad at. They thought that... Like hey, I was man. saying, te all teachers fuck students. It's like, no. And again, that's that's the issue of when you're doing jokes. Everybody understands, typically, when you're in a comedy setting, these are all jokes. It's right. You are deliberately being absurd and just making jokes about a situation. I was just joking about the fact that everybody thinks that, you know, if you give teachers guns, more students will die. I'm like, no, more kids are going to get fucked if you give them guns. Like, that's what's going to happen. Which is a big but Yeah. A, but... but for some reason, audiences... And they took it personally. They're just like, he's saying teachers fuck students. And I'm like, no. Well, there's evidence that some do. Yeah, of course. But that's not what anybody wants to hear. that's not the intention of the, no, of the joke. No, It's to show the absurdity of... Yes. Yes. So why, so why is it that it in situations like that, mm -hmm. right, when when an audience does something like that, and you have no context to to what their beef is, or, or nor do you No, care. nobody's filling out a card beforehand Yeah, saying, don't joke about this. Yeah. For some reason, they think that if you... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but people mm -hmm. like that, uh, the lady who wanted you to call her the, the C word, yeah. they tend to think that, like, you should not be able to say things like that because some for some reason it's like a mind virus. And it's going to get into other people that I I don't know about that. I think it's just maybe I think not it's, a mind I, virus. I think but it's, it's like if you talk like that, you're allowed. It, it allows it, it. Other people have carte blanche to talk like that. I think that. there are groups that would argue that, but I think on an individual level, the individuals that are bothering you at a show, it's just narcissistic behavior that they don't like what you say. And they, they don't, don't want the think, world to be the way they want it to be. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't like what you said. And then I also believe that nobody else should be allowed to hear what you said because I don't like it. And that's that's just an insane form of narcissism that you are now dictating what people are allowed to hear. Like, and that goes back to like the old Carlin thing of like, you're just trying to control thought. When you control language, you control thought. And that's the game that so many people are in that they want to control how everybody thinks about everything. And if you don't think the right way, you're a piece of shit. It doesn't matter that you and I come to the same conclusion. If you don't come to the conclusion the same way that I did, you're a piece of shit now. So it's not even so much that we all agree on something. It's we have to agree on it for the same reason as well. Like to me, that's what I've noticed. In my opinion, I could be 100 percent wrong. But for me, it's just you have to think the way we want you to think, uh, because if you think outside of that box, it's corruption or whatever the hell it is and i i don't get it like i hear shit all the time that i don't like and i'm doing whatever and i just move on like i'm not changing anything you're not changing anything and then to dictate that other people are not allowed or should not have to listen to something like you don't get to fucking determine that if people want to listen to things right they're allowed to listen to it like that's what free speech is about 
and this and I don't I might be getting of that shit because it that's a whole fucking can no, of worms. No, let's do the whole care. rest of the thing about the First Amendment. Let's okay, go. That's fine. <laughs> Define it for me. I'm kidding. I can no, say keep whatever going. the you're, fuck you're, I want. That's it. And you can say whatever the fuck you want. And so long as you're not deliberately inciting violence and you're not trying to hurt people, I don't fucking care. People are going to say things that you don't like. That's the way of the world. And if you think that by like trying to eliminate a word is going to stop it, it's not because the thought is still there. Right. And thoughts are not words. They're thoughts. We use words to... Uh, express the thought but the thought itself is just this amalgamation of just weird shit in your head that's flowing through there like a heart monitor like that's all that's there so we're just using these sounds that we agree mean something to express those thoughts those thoughts are there whether no matter what word no matter what thing you are trying to eliminate that thought will always be there so that's why like and also it's crazy that uh, I, your wife, uh, when we used to hang out at Thirsty's, uh, she's like, uh, I'm not going to do the accent. You can do the accent. It's fine. You can do the accent. Moose and squirrel. You can yeah, do the she's accent. Like, there, are, uh, there are things uh, in Russia that uh, if I told you these words, my family would kill you for saying them out loud. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what they mean. She goes, but they do. <laughs> and then she got really close to me and put a knife to my throat. And I'm like, we can stop this right now. Okay. <laughs> no, she'll continue going. See, yeah. I, see that's. So, so that's she, what I mean. Like, that's a sound that I don't know what it means, but somebody else does. So to me, it's fucking meaningless. But to somebody else, it means something. So to have that argument and say that you're not allowed to say uh, this word, it's like, okay, that's fine. But the thought is still up there. And again, that's just a sound that we agreed means something. Because again, this Russian chick over here said there's a sound that I can make to her parents that'll make them fucking kill me. I don't know what it means, but blah, 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 blah means something to them. Well, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like, for instance, like when I just said the C word, right? Yeah. When, when you force people to say like the N word, the C word, mm -hmm. the whatever, I mean, I think I heard somebody do this bit where it's like, you're, I'm saying it in my head. It's the Louis bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're not, it's you're not, you're not stopping it. It's, no. It's happening in my head. Yeah. Like if, uh, same thing with, uh, you, I don't know if you guys censor, but the same thing with the we word, don't censor. You okay. Same thing with the word it. retarded. That if, I think we should bring it back. <laughs> that's just me. I don't care. I, can't, I use because whatever. because because trucking industry. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's um, why I want to. But if you eliminate the word retarded, if you think it's if you think I'm using the word retarded because I don't like retarded people, just because you took away the word doesn't mean I automatically love like, yeah. retarded people i would still not and again i have no problem with but I, but I think there's a separation that people mistake with intent well yeah intent is everything Correct. intent in context is yes. everything but some people think that if you just use a word the utterance of it right it's automatically bad and that's not true it's context and intent that's the way it's always worked and now we're just going we're we're retarding ourselves <laughs> by fucking trying to control all of that shit. And it's dumb. You know somebody is a good person by how they speak and what their intent is. If you automatically just say, like, no, you're a bad person because you said this thing, you're taking all of those things away. And now you're reducing people to a standardized, simple, A, B, black and white idea. And you don't make friends that way. You don't make a... You don't make a, a, a utopia that way. You make a fucking dystopia. Yeah, exactly. You you create a world where everybody is afraid to be themselves. Who the fuck wants to live in that world? 
or you're under a police state, why the fuck, who would want to live in that world where if you, now you have to worry if you're thinking the wrong the right, fucking yeah. thing. Like, that, thought crimes? Uh, yeah, 1984. 1984 yeah. yeah. That was a double speak, Dan? Yeah. I like Minority Report. The precogs. <laughs> I like, I like turtles. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you find that on the on on the road where people are like, I think we that intent and context are are tantamount to w- yeah. what is going and, on? At here. least in comedy clubs and comedy scenarios, yeah, that's never been a problem. I've had people come up to me before a show and they've asked, like, "Are you guys like PC woke comics?" We're like, no, we are none <laughs> of those things. And they're like, "Okay, good." And then we get off stage and we're like, "I am so glad you weren't those things because you had a fun act and we really enjoyed that." In the the craziest thing too again it it does come down to context and intent just be um trying to think of uh an example and i can't think of anything right now but that's that's the whole point of comedy is to say something wrong but they understand your point of view so there's an undertone to what you're saying that oh right. no they actually think the right thing they're saying it in this way because they're trying to prove a point. Uh, Stanhope is a great example of that. He will say something really raunchy and really fucked up, but if you're actually listening to what he says, you're like, oh no, he's on the right side of history, whatever the fuck that right. means. Uh, he thinks the right things. He's actually a good person. He's just saying something fucked up because that's how you communicate with the masses. You tell a dick joke, somebody's going to listen to a dick joke way more than they're going to listen to do you know what's wrong about that side of the aisle? And you're just like, fuck, I don't want to listen to this. Like, you ever notice that two dicks walk into a bar? You're like, I'm on board. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's the way you get across shit to people. Well, I think if I understand history, right? Yeah. And I started over the last few few months, mm-hmm. years, I've started to look into like why things are the way they are, yes. right? And, you know, comedy, it, it goes back to, you know, it, and you might know more about this than I do. It's like the court jester, right? Yes they were the only ones that were allowed to speak truth to power to a degree, to a degree. You know, they can't the be king like, would cut their fucking head off. If yeah. He didn't, if he but, was too stupid to understand, but, but you know where oh, the lines king are Henry shooting blanks again, making yeah. another woman <laughs> like cut his fucking head off, kill him and throw him in the, a tiger pit. Yeah. So, but it, it, what's a tiger throw him in the fucking elephant pit. <laughs> so, they, so from, but that was one of those things where it's like, even like at the time in that room, at a special occasion, mm-hmm. it was laughter was the yeah. laughter and joy. And mm-hmm. it was, was the point of it because it, it was kind of like a release valve. Absolutely. For, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need those. That's um, something I learned in a sociology class. So those are built into society as well, that you need release valves so everybody can just kind of relax every now and then. Like Black Friday is built into <laughs> society so that we don't fucking purge each other every other day of the week. We just, just wait till Black Friday. And I can stomp on a fucking grandmother's head to get an Elmo doll and everything will be fine. And everybody accepts it. Like, it's just a statistic on the news where it is like uh, 40 people were killed during the Black Friday riots this year. Uh, that is Black Friday riots. Yeah, that is down from uh, 55 of last year. Uh, we're doing great, everybody. Like, and that's the way they look at it. No, Every year we know somebody's going to die during Black Friday and nobody gives a shit. We're just like, how many Like people, I guarantee you. Yeah, that night, how many ve- people died today? Yeah, I guarantee you there are Vegas odds on how many people will die. People bet on that shit. And we don't care. Those things are built in. We make up that shit so that we can live comfortable lives. We've made up Mother's Day so that you can go all year long going, fuck that lady. And then one day you just go, I love you, mom. And everybody just goes, 
he's a good kid. Like that's what we do to yeah, make ourselves feel day. better. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you do you remember did you get censored when you were on the radio? You don't have to bring it back to me. Well, yeah, you have to follow FCC regulations. Oh, no, no. I mean like you don't have to No, um I need you to move in further so that the camera's in focus on you. I know she she always she's like uh, she wants to be out on like the back porch doing this. No, I'm I'm observing. I'm just listening to the conversation. All right, all right. What was your question? Did you, you mean the American conversation with just two white men? Fucking no, no, no. I just about I everything. Didn't, no, no. I didn't <laughs> Stay wanna... strong, Jack. Stay strong. <laughs> no, I didn't want to just sit in the back and just let the fucking white guys. Listen, fucking talk I just about didn't want to interrupt. Speaking of that, I wasn't jelly in the you, beginning. Uh, I'm like, let me just back I want to hear what you do. I don't even know what the question is. What What were you saying? Oh my god, I was just you censored when in radio. Like were there words that. That's why that's why people don't even want to go back into terrestrial because you know you have PDs running in the room every five minutes if you say anything about. So there's more people. Express. Are there more people leaving radio now to do shit like this? To do comedy? No, no, no. Just to no, sit like, and, like uh, to have do conversation. Yeah. Or do a YouTube show or you like uh, compound media. You just create your own network. You can put up whatever the fuck you want. They are or, or what's happening? Because even satellite radio, like it's kind of going. Yeah, like they're still held to some standard. Like you can say whatever word you want, but I know there's content issues on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my bet my one of my close friends who I worked with down in Philly was um producing Jenny McCarthy had a show on Sirius and like mm -hmm. and then that ended during COVID or whatever. Nobody but... was allowed to be vaccinated on <laughs> And uh uh, what was I going to say? But now he's heading up. He's basically like running three podcast shows for people because okay. like that's where it's going. Yeah. And I, I was saying I would say this all the time, which basically is like you know radio just shot itself in the foot basically yeah because they just censored a bunch of people they made it mm -hmm. more music oriented and then people didn't want to you know see, I, see, see I, people are losing get people are losing gigs right but then you got a whole bunch of radio people where they don't give a shit they just want to be heard they don't care if they're just introing and outroing music you know what i'm saying they're right. just yeah. jocks they're just jocks they just want to intro and outro music so if you're intro and outro music you know they just want to be heard it's like mm -hmm. the validation bullshit yeah but if you're like a person who really wants to say stuff and you don't want to always feel like you're walking on tippy toes which is the way mm. i always felt then like it's gonna eventually bother you unless you meet a pd who's like you know what i don't care what they say i don't care what the masses say i don't care how many hate mails we get if right. it sounds good you know go with that she's, so she's she's got a mouth like a truck driver mm -hmm. and and she's funny and she's insightful and she's empathetic and she's and she's charismatic she's got all these great things oh right? mark you don't have to say that but i'm not saying it because you're here i'm saying it's because you're true and yeah, it, mark's incapable of lying it seems like <laughs> oh i don't know that's actually i, I try not to be I've i try not to lie. really trying to help you there see <laughs> he's incapable see, he's already he's telling you like ah, sometimes i know since lie. high school <laughs> please no but uh, you know you know, and Dan and I have talked about this. We're like in a situation, in an atmosphere like this, like I think someone, I think she could flourish mm -hmm. and just have like these great conversations with interesting people. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people pay attention to. <laughs> Is that your phone, Shiloh? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to go turn off your Karate Kid soundtrack ringtone? Oh you want to let it keep going? First of all. You're my inspiration. It's only supposed to be my alarm tone, so I don't know why it's going you want, up. Right you now. want someone in the morning to ins I don't know how to get rid of it. I, I, I Chicago. Silent. <laughs> Jesus. Come here, bring it over here. Bring your phone over here. Bring your phone over here. See, that to me is the universe telling me not to compliment Shiloh. You could not have made a more po perfect moment right now than what just happened. It was so beautiful. You're just like pouring your heart out to her. 
And then the Karate Kid just comes pouring into my brain. I saw your fingers on there. I'm like, is he doing that shit? Like, cause that's I that, thought that I was, was doing perfect. it subconsciously. It blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, I'm making this happen right now. How am I doing this? It's my magic of the moon. That was awesome. <laughs> so, anyway, anyway, so I think, and 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 I, and, it, and what I also think is that I think that people are right now are aching for honesty mm-hmm. and and just a little bit of levity. Yeah, they want people to tell them the truth and tell them that it's not all fucking terrible. I don't know about truth i just think they just i just want think they want people, people to be not honest be, yeah honest yeah whatever yeah truth is a relative well, i mean like, there like, are facts like but sincerity I mean, yeah they you know are I mean? but if you're you know if you're working for the man if you're an independent contractor i mean i it's so different than someone writing be, your check yeah but you still you still got to play those rooms who are going to let you be yeah. in there unless no, 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 i have exactly. a following where i can just sell out anywhere that i go there there's still to some degree i have to play by some rules audience. right yeah. i get it I have to play by that. But most of the time I can usually say whatever the hell I want. And again, that's just, that's because I figured out how to do that. There are still places where I'm sure I'm going to, somebody's going to get fucking angry. Well, I don't know about you. If this fucks with you, I know if. Why you do that? I got to pee. I know like, like for instance, even in the beginning of our conversation, if Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, you're not feeling me, then I automatically back off. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so I'll back off. Mm -hmm. And then I think, how do I recalibrate? And then you just kind of figure it out. But um, I think it works the same in radio too. It's like, you could have somebody in the room, you could have a guest. Mm -hmm. And if you like feel like, oh, shit's not working, that stress monitor and your brain goes up and you're like, you can't think well. Right. Because now shit's not working. Right, because they're not giving back to you. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Or what you assume the ex- expectation of this person's going to be is not reciprocated. So you're like, right. fuck, how do I do this? Like, that's or, how I acted. That's why I didn't fucking say anything. Or they just like one word answers. Right. Like, do you enjoy being on the road? Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I remember what, that's what happened when I interviewed Aziz Ansari. And I wasn't even the main interviewer. The other guy in the room was. And mm-hmm. Aziz was not feeling it. I'm like, why yeah. is this dude being a dick? Although the guy I was working with asking the questions was asking the worst fucking questions. I like, so is he's like, uh, what's your favorite cereal? Like dumb shit. And it's right. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, we were talking about people giving one word answers. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's uh, and that for me, that's my biggest hurdle mm-hmm. is like in the moment dealing with uh, a, a response that I wasn't expecting and how to recalibrate. Right. Yeah. Always. That, that is kind of hard because I mean, when you're going in for like radio comics are just used to just dealing with people, just asking them questions. And it's hard to like, you would want them to just try to get into a conversation and not have you give like lead ins or something like that. Cause I know that's one of like an old trope of like, before you go on air, they're just like, all right, what, what what's the thing that we can lead in and you can uh, tell a joke. And it's like, just have a, they say con- that to you? some people do. Some people have done well, that. Watch, watch, uh, all, watch, all the, that. watch all the old like late night shows. Like, yeah. you know that they're setting them up for stuff. Yeah. But I, see that a little bit more than like a, just like a radio show like this you go into any yeah. fucking trash I mean that seems like you might have a producer like Dan says anything right. off limits you want you can we talk about your divorce right, but but at the same time you just said like the guy's asking like what's your favorite cereal like already you're starting from a negative start because you're not doing anything interesting like but he, he doesn't know that right so now you've just made him defensive well, why, why and would this you dude's not even to, be, to even think for a second, you should ask somebody what their favorite cereal is. I mean, I'm being very no, no, I know, re- but retarded. you should, but you should know <laughs> what an interesting question is. Like I, if you're in radio, you definitely know what interesting questions are. And also, 
do some fucking research on the person no. before they come in and just like, you know, I saw this thing that happened or you talked about this in your act, you know, right. uh, wh where does that come from? Like that's, right. that's giving them some leeway to like get into something and then you can start having a conversation. But if somebody's asking just really simple questions of someone, then you don't deserve to have a good radio. Yeah, it's like program going on a first date with a six-year-old. I agree. I I, I did oh, simplify it though. I can't say that. <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I did simplify it though. He Dan's just was laughing. Asking. Dan's laughing. But at the same time, as <laughs> he won't cut to himself, but he's laughing. <laughs> he's over there laughing. Aziz is being a dick. Aziz is being a dick. Yeah, but so I'm at not the saying, same time, I'm not saying that's not true. Uh, at the same time, it's like both things can be true. Somebody both can be a can be dick, true. and the person can be Correct. asking really Correct. shitty questions. So then it's like you know, how do you get out of that bit, or how do you get? And then and then you got two people who are completely driven by their egos, like yeah, broken egos. Like mm -hmm. now you've just fucked up their ego, and they're trying to get out of it, or how yeah. to try to make it better. How do you make me like you again, and mm -hmm. shit like that? So. Well, it's I mean, it's. it's, it's you got to learn how to read the people you're with. I yeah, hundred percent. You know, but, but look, if you're if you're gonna be lazy in a situation like that, if you're gonna have somebody come in, because look, man, you know, I'm assuming you were talking about Aziz Ansari. I just gave this example. Yeah, but, but so, I mean, okay, but 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 people like that, like they have something to promote, or they're there for a reason. Of course, you're promoting they're not that. Just, they're not just hanging out. Like they feel like doing it. So when they come in, and it's like, oh, nobody gives a fuck that I'm here. Right. You know, so that's immediately going to like, do you like, do you like Fruity Pebbles? Is it nah, like, man, you just need I? comedians or people or celebrities who really just, it, I think it's, it's everybody. missing the mark. Some, some were, somebody's, I could do all the research in the world. I could pr promote uh, Parks and Rec. I could talk about the India. What if I even fucking say, hey, you know, I'm Indian. You're South Indian. Is that blah, blah, blah. It's right. really cool. How'd you do it? He'd be like, yeah. And like, I don't know where to go with that. So, and that's I mean, what like always kills me. Sometimes people like, are just also tired. Like, I don't, I'm, yeah, not, again, I'm, not saying that's immediately... an, I'm not saying that's a great excuse, but no, sometimes no, people I know. are just tired and wherever you were in that round of radio that they were doing or wherever he was on the tour at that point or whatever it is he's doing, right. there are times where you can just be fucking zonked out and you're just like, fuck, I gotta do it now. Yeah, like try, like if George Clooney was at an Arby's, like do you really yeah. think he'd be polite in that moment? Like, No, he... he's depressed as shit because he's at an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he's getting the Even fuck. vagina sandwiches. Uh, big beef turned sideways. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I, look, you know, it, it, that's one of those things where it's like, just like when people are asked, like sometimes, like my wife's a bartender, mm -hmm. right? So when people come in and they're like, oh, they were just shitty and they were blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you don't know about the day like they were having. No, right? no, I agree. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to walk up to George Clooney and ask him what his fucking favorite cereal is when he's eating at an Arby's, but. I would be like, oh, you're eating a double double, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but when you're like promoting something. No, I'm not saying both people cannot be. No, there is a social contract there is that a, comes yeah, exactly. in about that. I'm coming on to, I'm doing media. So I should come in there with some enthusiasm uh, because that helps you. And then your enthusiasm helps me. That's the way it yeah, should be. It's a symbiotic, yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship right. that should happen. Good energy. Yeah. Sometimes shit just goes poor. Sideways. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, sometimes things. Just should, Yeah, I did because I knew like exactly what you. No, I, I, <laughs> Was that an inside joke? I, it's fine. Stalagmite asshole. <laughs> Stalactites are good. What? what is got Dan? Do you know this? No, I don't know. Are they talking ups? about what some they see up, blue? Some grow down. No, we were talking before this about you know I used to have rocks. Well, I do have rocks in my pockets, but I don't. I it's not like I'm a vegan. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm not letting the world know. Wait, can we please attack? Are you not going to attack the rationale of him having a rock in his plants, but him killing animals is that's all right? What, wait, what? Wait, how did this go from rocks in my pockets no, to a murderer of animals? No, because you're like 
I'm not gonna be a vegan, but I have rocks in my pockets. Like, no vegan. Do you know how you know somebody's so? a vegan? Because they told you. Like, yeah, that's and also, the- whoa, 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 what do you whoa, whoa. think you're gonna kill the animal with? That fucking rock that you're holding. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. I'll stab it the there eye with go. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, there's like 18 <laughs> segues for me to go here, so I'm just trying to figure out like well, what my next don't move go, is. Uh, can we make a circle? <laughs> <laughs> Snake eating its own tail. Bring yeah. it back to. What by the so, way, since we've talked about that, yeah, let's go. That is in the back of my head the entire time. Like, can you? I'm just letting You're you know. still there. Eventually, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, I kind of drew it out of my head. I think I can show you after the show. Yes. I really want to talk about men and their taste in porn, and if that translates, because that's really where I was going when I was asking you about the porn stuff. Okay, what, why are you so concerned about? You that? ask us about porn a lot. No, I don't. Are you looking for a list? Like, are you trying to I be don't like, ask about porn. Oh, you know what I hate? Oh, they watch Bridgerton, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no. I didn't make a game this week, either. So, like, yeah. you don't need to keep how trying to lead me in on that. Yes, exactly. But how am I the one obsessed with porn when every time I am in here, we do a game about porn? I, When he talked about porn, it just, something, a light bulb went off where I wanted to ask him about his porn. Do you want to talk about porn? No. What do you want All to right. talk about? Porn? You keep talking about porn. <laughs> no, I'm just bringing it back to porn. I know you are. Unless you have something you want to talk about. No, I want to talk about um, we're working our way up <laughs> to all this shit. Um, People would rather what hear was about it, porn. What was it like uh, playing the venues where it was like social distance? Like, is it a different is it a different vibe? Sort of. Because um, I, I saw like the, the, the drive-in things. Yeah, and I, I was did like, drive-in. that seems, it seems well, like you're not going to get a good reaction from the audience. I didn't think that either. And the weird thing about it was it, the only thing you have to do is it adjusts your timing a little bit differently because you basically pick one car in front of you and you just watch how that car reacts. And I mean, sometimes they'll honk or they'll flash their lights or they'll make their windshield wipers go and you can kind of pay attention to that. There's an etiquette uh, behind it. That's them clapping. Yeah. I mean, when the host host would go on stage, you know, fucking parking lot. Kreischer did it, I think. Uh, He he did it, but he did it at a level that I was not doing it at. I did it literally in a parking lot where cars were around me. Driving up in the air. Getting ready for a fucking fight. Like, that's the way I did it. it. Like, it was an 80s fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, in the round? You were doing it in the round? Kind of. Yeah. Like, semicircle around me. So I'm like going like that. Nobody was behind me. Okay. Um, And then there was just a radio transmitter connected to the mic, and they're like, turn your radios to, you know, 103, whatever. You're you're piped in there. But it's like up at the Eric, the driving up the circle drive. Yeah. But so what happened was um, the host would go on and they tell them, like, you know, however you want to react, that's fine. You want to honk your horn, you want to flash your lights, you want to make your windshield wipers go because. We don't know what the hell is going on. You know, yeah. you need to. Somebody could be having a stroke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, show us that you're enjoying yourselves. Right. Because we can't hear laughs right now. So the way I did it was like, I would still listen for like horns or whatever, but I would just focus on the people in the car and see how they were reacting. And then whenever they were done laughing, that's when I would go into the next joke. So you were it... using a visual cue as an audio cue. I had to. Yeah. That sounds like a whole new discipline to learn. Because everybody's doing their own thing. Some people are flashing their lights. Some people are honking their horns. Some people are making their windshield wipers go. But everybody's doing something different. All those things are different. But everybody's still laughing. So you focus on that. And the best part about it was there really wasn't any limit to what you could say or do because everybody's in their own little protective bubble. They don't have to worry about like when you're in a comedy club and some of them will have like the lights up really high instead of making the room really dark. Yeah. You start looking around going, am I, is it okay for me to laugh at this thing? But when you're in darkness, 
you laugh at whatever you want because Nobody's you're anonymous. Not. Nobody's going to judge you for laughing. So even in a comedy club, you have people you can. scared to even be themselves as a spectator. You can. If the lights are on and everybody can see people, yeah, some people get worried. But if you're in a dark room, nobody gives a shit because they can't see who's laughing. You don't know where sound is coming from. Right. So it works the same way when somebody's in their car. They're in their own safe little bubble. It's like you're back in traffic. You're like, I don't give a fuck what that guy's listening to. I'm having my own good time. So you can say whatever you want, and everybody is just like, that, like that's how you're watching him in a car. Like, <laughs> how ah! fucking weird. It's like Herbie goes wild, like yeah. all those little cars, but the cars are not mm -hmm. reacting to you. So I did drive-in shows, and they were fantastic. I did not think they were going to be good, but they were fucking awesome shows. I love doing it. I would do it again. What if you chose the wrong car? <laughs> To look at, then he moves. Yeah, his what eyes. if a bunch of shitty people are in there? Who don't laugh at anything. Like you're in big trouble. Well, then you look at another car. Yeah, it's a <laughs> speaking. You got to just hit the one person that you yeah. feel like is feeling you. I thought you were just focused. Sorry. No, no. Well, I mean, you still like kind of peek around to figure out what's going on. But like, if everybody's laughing and having a good time, it just... seems almost like it seems almost like truer. Yeah. More honest mm -hmm. that experience, like like they're they're in their own little bubbles. Yeah, it's no, great. that's actually the opposite of honest. No, it's not because it's they're not. honestly laughing and yeah. not being because timid the, about anything. That's true, but I, I know back, it's true. No, no, they, no, they have no, no, no incentive to make you feel good about themselves. They're in a car; they can fucking drive away at any moment yeah. or that's run you true, over. That's true, but I just I feel like to, but then to have that translate in a room where people are around each other and actually having to be themselves. I mean, I think, that's the I, truest form of it. I don't think so. I think it's it, to, 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 anytime to that know you feel like you are closed off and yeah. you're reacting naturally you're never more honest than that's that whether true, you're in a car or in a group of people but have that translate yeah. and that that's okay. then that would be like that would be the ultimate is what right. i'm saying okay that makes sense i th that's dan i think to clear it up for you it's kind of like who's the real person bruce wayne or batman that just made me more confused <laughs> i don't know what the hell that means <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> don't worry about it. bruce wayne Hey, they they can't all be winners. Okay, no, that was <laughs> swing and a miss, man. I think I never even thought like about that. Where yeah. it's a more honest reaction to a more honest mm -hmm. performance is in that environment. Yeah, and I mean, you're kind of like working together because they got to let you know that they're enjoying themselves. It's almost like participatory comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Uh, and then the outdoor shows, even though everybody's separated. I only did like one show where it was like out in a field and everybody was separated on like an acre of land. And you're like, I don't know if the PA is going to make it to the people yeah. in the back. But every other show, um, they would uh, some places did like uh, taped circles on the lawn or yeah, they like just the six foot circles. Yeah, or, or they just vaguely yeah. said, all right, just make sure you're six feet apart, something like that. And those are still fun. And the, again, it all comes down to timing. You just have to listen to people react, and then when you think their reaction is at its like peak or just getting ready to fall, then you go into the next joke, and that's for that's all it was. It was just you're just learning timing all over again, and it's just fun. Like I I never really had any issues doing those shows. It was just fun because most of the people were just fucking sick of being stuck inside. So right. if they could come out to anything, they were excited to do it. So one, they're already happy to be there. So that's a win in and of itself. They're out, you're out, you're there to entertain them. And then, yeah, it's just like, oh my God, this is real human interaction. <laughs> kind of. I'll listen to whatever they have to say. I don't care. I Just keep going. Go, you go. No, that's okay. I think you told me one time that you'd prefer... I think I was talking to you about like success, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, and I think I said something to you like, you know, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden or something like that. Yeah. And you said actually, the big arenas are harder to play 
because it's harder to gauge the reaction because the room is so big. It's, Was that you telling yeah, me that? Yeah, it's a, it's a timing thing again. Um, same thing with like anytime that you're in something bigger than like a standard comedy club, because typically they're designed for a perfect comedy scenario where they have low ceilings or the acoustics are such that when people laugh, you're hearing everybody laugh and you're hearing it all calm down at the same time. And then you can just keep on going. And comedy clubs are more like that with jokes. You can just go pop, 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 pop. Right. When you get into bigger uh, places, when you get into theaters, when you get into arenas, which I've played theaters, I've never played arenas, but it's the same thing that you have to, you don't necessarily have to wait, but you have to remember that what you said has to go all the way up to the guy in the cheap seats. And then that yeah. reaction has to come all the way back to you on stage. So your timing is way different uh, when you're in a theater or when you're in an arena. Your timing is like bump, bump, bump. You don't get to do as many like small jokes like the tags that you would do on a joke right. aren't always going to hit as hard as they would in a smaller venue because everybody's able to hear that and react to it in unison. Whereas with a giant venue, sounds going everywhere, and then it's coming back to you at a delayed or at a delayed rate compared to what a club would. Be. Well, it's like the reverb slapback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, so I like clubs a lot. I like small venues, but you're obviously going to make more money if you play larger venues, or you just charge everybody a shitload of money in the small <laughs> venue. When's your next gig? He's got uh, a whole tour coming up. Yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah, Dan, did you you did send me that? Yeah. Um, Shyless. Chad doesn't like the pre-show. That's okay. What do you mean pre-show? Uh, I pre-show. Yeah, like shit. He, this is all he sent me. Zach Hammond in five days. Uh, <laughs> in his whole tour. <laughs> in his whole tour. Yeah, all my dates that are coming up leading up to my special taping. Away. You have a special? You? Yeah, I'm recording a special at the end of July. Where? Uh, Carl Hall. Where's oh, that? Oh, you down in Wilkesbury. Yeah, uh, it's down on Main Street in Wilkesbury. It's across the street from... Um, what used to I think be? It's, I forget the name of the street. Isn't it by the Times Leader? It's, it's like on two Main Street down from the Times it's, Leader. It's or something? down the street from Times Leader. It's across the street from. I think it was at one point the Radisson Inn, but King's College owns it now. Sad. I remember. I know. I know that's AJ Jump's place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, so happy they survived whatever this onslaught so was. It's a fantastic venue. Yeah, I'm recording a special there. Um, nice. I've done only albums, so this is my first one where I'm actually getting video recorded, and it's going to be distributed to a bunch of different services and YouTube and Medford, uh, Oregon. Tubi. Yeah. This weekend. Yes. Have you been there before? I have. How was the crowd out there? I feel Great. There's okay. Boise, Idaho is like the new place to be. I love Boise. Everyone Boise is says so much that. Fun. Yes. Um, then Myrtle Beach, Newark. Yes. Which is different. Delaware, not Delaware, Jersey. Right. Newark. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it that way. They can't, you have to say Newark, I think, right? I'm not even. I have no that. idea. I just pronounce words the right way. <laughs> no. Newark, and then there's Newark. Newark, Jersey, Newark, Delaware. They fucking. I'm know. with you. Strasburg, okay, Danville. Okay. And then you're back in Wilkesbury on uh, the 7th. July 29th. July. Yeah. Well, July 29th is when I'm in Wilkes-Barre recording. The that's special. the that's yeah. the special. That's yeah, I'm doing two shows, one, I think, at seven and then one at nine. Are you recording both? Yeah, uh, for editing. And you're hodgepodging them together? That's what they always do. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping just to get the first one really good and then the second one is, I mean. Like no tight ma- is tight. Yeah. Or just the whole point is you do two shows so in case the first one doesn't go well. You make sure you get everything in the first one and then the second show. You can like fuck off and play around a little bit. Well, you can have you can have a, a, the audience. You don't know if they're going to be solid. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but that's why I've been working this hour out for like the last two years to make sure that it's as good as it possibly can be. So even if a crowd is somewhat shitty, they're still gonna laugh at it. And so when you were when you were doing the uh, so when those those parking lot things were going mm -hmm. on, was that local or did you go a lot of places? I was in Texas when I was doing the parking lot shows. Oh, so they were they were at least parking lot shows. Yeah. What 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 what, what month of the pandemic was this in Texas? I think June or July. In Texas, they called the parking lot party. Yeah. It's out of country size. And then, it, and then eventually, <laughs> when did it become? That was in Austin too. So that's why I've been to Austin. Austin's beautiful, but that's why they were did doing you see the bats. No, I did not. Oh, you missed. Um, Next time I was you're there. told about them though. It's crazy. It, it sounds like it's nuts. There's 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 like a thousand people just waiting around, and it doesn't make sense. It feels like yeah. they're coming out of like the fucking multiverse. <laughs> like you Are just, you talking about real bats? Tens of thousands of bats. This just yeah. bats. Just fly out of the underneath the bridge in yeah. Austin all the time. Every like, night at like dusk or whatever. Oh, yeah. and then people sit and wait for that. Oh, um, I went to I went to a bachelor party with my buddy down there, and mm -hmm. it was uh, I think it was the Austin City Limits Festival, something like that. Okay, yeah. We walked in, and I was I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna go to a concert, and it's like I turned around, like, oh, fucking Jay Z's playing right mm -hmm. now. Like, where are uh, we? What is yeah, going right. on? Oh, there's a girl wearing dressed like a something at a fucking Willy Wonka over there. It's so <laughs> weird. Um, what? Where was? How? How long was it? Could you tell the difference like in certain states where it's like there's a lot of anxiety in this state over the last two years versus like the states where they're like, we don't fucking care. Yes and no. I mean, obviously the South. And were they better audiences? No, I mean. Every, different? I would say different, not better. I mean, any audience was just happy to be out because I mean, you got to remember anybody that's coming out already made up their mind about what they thought of the pandemic and right. COVID and all of that. If they're out they want to be out. So they're taking their risks, whatever it is, or they did everything that they were supposed to do. You know, they're wearing their mask, they got their shot, they got their boosters, whatever it was, they did it. So that's why they're out or they didn't give a shit. It was one of those two things. They did everything they're supposed like to do. There's no middle ground. There. But anybody that was out wanted to be out. So anybody that was like concerned, they were staying at home. They weren't worrying about this stuff. So any audience that was out was just appreciative and happy of the things that were, you know, happening in front of them because they just wanted to get out to things. Did you find like a greater kindness amongst people at that? It seems like it yeah, seems like, oh, so now here's a time for everybody to be like, we're out. Like, let's yeah. be grateful. Like, let's laugh. Let's enjoy life a little yeah, bit. Because there weren't any like hecklers or anything like that. Again, it was just people. They were just happy to be out and be able to do something. So there weren't there were never any issues on any of those shows. They were just fun. People were happy. They were glad to be out. Uh, they, and they wanted to be out. They wanted to be there. So it was great. Um, I would say that, like, again, the South didn't give a shit at all. You could just go there, do whatever you want. There was they, no Southern states that were like a Northern state? Not that I can remember. I mean, even Austin, like, that's, Austin had the drive-ins because it's Austin. That's like the liberal area yeah, of Texas. Like 20 but, minutes outside of town. Well, no, the crazy thing is, um, uh, like every, I think Saturday in Austin on main street, they have this like Mardi Gras party yeah. and pandemic did not stop that. They were still just outside, just fucking walking face to face with each other. No masks, nothing. But then they'd go to the, the comedy show and socially distance. Yeah. Then they'd sit in their car at the comedy show. Like, is it like, do you have to have bits about stuff like that now? I think cause it sounds like ridiculous that that it is, but everybody's covering that. So oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have nothing to say on it other than my own personal experience, which was just 
uh, just weird shit I found out about myself with being locked inside for months on end. Like, that's it. Like, other than that, I don't care. For me, it's anything that I can talk about that interests me. I don't deliberately try to be different. Um, it's just that that's just my Everyone shit. Else I know. Is doing it though. Yeah, so, like, exactly. That's not so what, what can I do? That's interesting and fun. And for me, it's just making fun of everybody and pointing out everybody's full of shit. Like that's, that's my favorite thing and being absurd and, you know, just having fun. Your girlfriend go on a, how's the new girlfriend? Oh, she's fantastic. She's support. So I, my wife and I separated ex-wife. Well, my ex-wife and I separate. Maybe they're I, not exes yet. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's weird. I want to say, because I want to be a chronologically correct. Technically, okay. my wife and I separated. Okay, fair enough. Uh, in August of 2018, the day after SummerSlam, <laughs> which you can't get more white trash than that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who won SummerSlam? I want to say. That should be a big one. Roman Reigns beat Lesnar. Are you a big wrestling fan? Oh, I love pro wrestling. I've gone to a bunch of pay-per-views. Um, when no, was, I think when was Undertaker Lesnar? Could that have been the one? No, it wasn't that one. I think it was Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Um, but Undertaker, Lesnar, that was in Brooklyn. That was 2016, I think. 2015 or 2016. I that, think somewhere in that there. That makes sense when you talk about the absurdity, because, I mean, all pro wrestling is, is yeah. like the absurdity and the showmanship of everything, right? Yeah, but that's sports, too. It's all right. horse shit. It's just yeah, horse it's no shit. different than the NBA. Oh, wait, Gesturing. Well, I don't know about that. Am I missing something from yeah. Oh, that was the year with Ronda Rousey. The whole Rousey. thing is... What, 2000? Was it? that who's on the poster? What are you looking at, oh, Dan? Oh, we're all looking over there. Like, no, no, no. no, no. I mean, no, no. This, this whole thing is scripted, but like an but NBA I know it was game, two th- It was August of 2018, the day after SummerSlam, is when we separated. Um, and I can't, I, I think it was Roman Brock, but anyway, yeah, it is. <laughs> ah, go me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we separated and then, um, I slept, uh, Dan was staying at a friend's house and then for like a couple of days, he let me sleep on his friend's couch. Uh, they had a pull out and I was sleeping there for a couple of days. So until you, I, you squatted at a squat. Yeah. At, exactly. at a pre-squatted house. So you yeah. and your ex-wife go to SummerSlam. No, no, no. We watched it on pay-per-view. We Got didn't it. like okay. go there. No, because if I would have just fucking left her in vi- Brooklyn. I had, a, I had that visual. <laughs> Is this when Ronda Rousey made her appearance and it was really, really un, un, uh, uneventful? No, that was the Royal Rumble that she made. Uh, her okay, okay, okay. Shout out. Shiley, you are out of your depth on this one. No, no, no. Yeah. That's, but, so, no, I'm in, I'm so curious about WWE. So I ask yeah. more like questions about it. More like I don't act like I actually fucking I, know I will anything. I try to explain anything that I can. It's It started with uh, the circus and it's never really changed very much. <laughs> well, no. And then when I was a, um, a, a Opie and Anthony fan for years, yeah, you know, I and Sam, O'Neill. and Sam is a huge wrestling fan. So oh, yeah. And this... they fucking wrote his ass hard for that. <laughs> yeah, they did. But then they, you know, fucking series ended up giving his own like mm-hmm. Sunday night show where all yeah. he does is fuck it. That's to me. I thought that was the coolest moment in Sam's career. I mean, here's a guy who lives, and dies, he gets and breathes radio. For the company. Oh yeah, he's on. He like works for WWE now. No, yeah. I didn't know that. But talk about just passion. Not I don't give a fuck if you're gonna yeah. make fun of me. And now Sirius is giving me. I don't know. I just yeah, thought no, that kind of, it kind is of really cool. cool. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think for him, like that would be a surreal moment to be like be a fan and now you get to work for them yes That's amazing but to not get get deterred no. that people were just yeah riling at rail railing what's the fuck I feel like Ram- the ball. yeah Ra- like for all this time because although people make fun of you you almost some you must think in your brain like 
oh fuck like do i really want to like this as much as i do because yeah. of the 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 output i'm right. getting but I'm, anyway i'm not there for the reality of it i'm no. there for no, the show the i'm there show, for the spectacle right, yeah. right i just remember 80s wrestling being a kid getting really into the showmanship yeah. of like um Who's the black dude that wore the chain? Um, junkyard dog. JYD. Junkyard dog and like all those guys. What's that? What'd you say? JYD. Yeah. Is he dead? Are I all think these he is. Half these guys are all dead now, right? JYD, junkyard dog. Junkyard are you dog. just not hearing me? No, I I got that part, but I asked if he was dead. Can we talk about? Um, I feel like I, I, mean, just, I, I feel like I just shit out my brain. <laughs> we can talk WCW, ECW. We can talk the new AEW I, if you want. Well, ECW should be big around here because of Philadelphia. So I saw ECW down at the Kingston Armory. Nice. And uh, who was there? Taz was there. Wow. Uh, RVD. So, so that's awesome. I, I like how all you guys are looking at me. Like I know what the fuck we're, you're we're, talking. I was about. actually was at the last live ECW pay per view up in New York. Me and my buddies went up. Oh, that's great. Do you ever uh, get into the Lucha that's Libre cool. stuff? Yeah, I love all of wrestling. Oh yeah, when I was living in Mexico, I. Uh, I went to this Lucha Libre show. I'd like, it's still real it's to them, too. Wrestling is still, it's like cultural to them. For, it's oh, like soccer yeah. in wrestling for uh, Mexico. No, it really is. And uh, there's a great documentary. I forget the fucking name it's of it. It's called Nacho Libre. No. Is it called Nacho Libre? <laughs> no, that's... no, there's a documentary. Not the fucking movie Sometimes Nacho Libre. Sometimes you have to wear stretchy pants. <laughs> um, no, anyway, that's where I like. Yeah. So, you know, but the real, they, their pageantry is pretty, pretty fucking insane, yeah. too. But anyway. All right, just, hold on. Fuck you guys. Well, do you want to do a wrestling podcast with me at any time? Oh, my God, bullshit? yes. Fuck I would yeah. totally, yes. I'll I produce, will absolutely I'll do a wrestling <gasps> podcast with you. Yes. I've been looking for somebody to talk wrestling with yes. for so amazing. long. I will do a wrestling podcast in a heartbeat. You guys can come here and do it, man. Yeah. I don't mind 100%. at all. While you're on the road, maybe we'll do it over Zoom. We'll keep you okay. busy and yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll totally do that. 100%. Do you, do you have a Zoom mic? Like a mic that you could use that's not terrible? I do not. No, we'll but can your phone mic pick up enough that it's, it won't it's sound nowhere shitty? nowhere as good as these. It's a wrestling podcast. It does not have to look or sound <laughs> yeah, that good. Yeah, whatever. The to, fact though. that Dan has somebody to, to play with, that's, that's huge. Oh, I got a new friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I will be on the road for the... I will be on the... For the next two... From today until the end of May... I'll be on the West Coast, and then I'll be back on the East Coast, but I'll be in Myrtle Beach for the first week of June, and then I'll be back in this area. So if you want to do stuff on Zoom, we can do stuff on Zoom, and then when I'm back, I will come here anytime you want, and I will talk wrestling. The dichotomy, hundred percent. Dichotomy of this of Zach being like English lit, and then like yeah, but I was like a C this. student. Let's not fucking. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't fucking make that clear. You're Wait till he finds out that I am his future of his accounting world. When right, he was exactly. like, "Fuck this noise, I'm out of here." Nice to meet you. That's the path I took. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me about the new the new material. What do you got? Have you been working this? Have you been workshopping this I've since the pandemic? Vaguely. So when the pandemic hit, I was just doing kind of like whatever because there wasn't a whole lot to pick up on that wasn't the pandemic. So I, yeah, I tried to avoid sad. that shit. Um, the only thing I ever really, really said about the pandemic when it first started was they better, this better be fucking real. Because I can't keep emptying my bank account pretending that this is going to be the one. Like, I can't keep doing that. <laughs> Everybody better fucking die, and this better be the best party right, ever. Right. And it never is. <laughs> never. Um, but no, so during the, like, the peak part of the pandemic, it was just go out, do shows, tell jokes, have fun. Last summer um, is when I did, like, a two-month stretch. And at that point, I was like, all right, I have the bones of what I want my next hour to be. So throughout that two months, I just worked it and I made it as strong as it possibly could be. And then 
So like, like are you writing year. at night or are you writing like when you're not when you're on the road or like it's not you, so I like what's your what's your process? My, my process is kind of like Bill Burr's. It's here's my idea and then I'm gonna flush it out on stage. I still do some like actual writing if an idea is needs like wording a proper way so that I can visually see how it needs to be laid out so I can present it properly. Because right. sometimes when you're on stage, you're just like babbling, trying to get through the idea and you, you're you getting through it and people are understanding it. But for me, if I write it, if certain bits, if I just write it out a certain way, then the the poetry of it comes out and people go, oh, okay, I understand right. it now. So yeah, I will take an idea to stage and I know what's funny about it. And then it's a matter of getting the setup and everybody on board and then getting to the punchline. So for but that, to interrupt you for a second, I don't yeah. think a lot of people know how like comedians Well, because we're all different. Like Carlin was um he wrote everything out, every he had, like, single notepads, word. Didn't he? Notepads, and then um he had like three computers that he filled up the memory on just with material. Wow. And he would just write it all out word for word, the exact way that he would say it on stage. And then um, he would add like punches in and everything every now and then when he was like going through and editing his work. And then if you read any of his books and you read uh, any of his essays in those, those essays are exactly as they are said on his HBO specials. Like he doesn't miss a beat in any of them. That's how he did so it. So does he like, will he, will he like on, for somebody like him, would he mm -hmm. like at his, at his, I don't know what fucking computer he had at the time, yeah. but like. Would he just write, rewrite, edit, rewrite? Yep, just and then he'd be like, "This is it. I need to memorize it." Yes, and and remember the beats. Yep. Where I got and then to emphasize he would them. Take it, and he wouldn't do uh, like clubs or anything to work out his stuff. He would just take it out because he had been doing it for so long. He knew what was going to work and what wasn't going to work, and then it was just a matter of getting the pacing right, hitting the punchlines the right way. Um, Stanhope kind of does the same thing. He writes a lot of stuff out, but then he also kind of goes on stage, riffs, fucks around. Bill Burr is, here's my idea. I'm going to play around with it on stage. And then just over time, it just gets perfected because you force yourself to make it perfect. Um, Some of his bits come from his podcast now. Yeah, well, exactly. I was going to say he works it out with his wife. Uh, yeah. Does he still have his wife on his podcast or is it just yeah. really him? Okay. Well, it's always him. And then she's, she, on, she's it on it. She'll just jump on. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't listened to him in a while. I just... I love but like him. he'll start with a thing and yeah, and nine and months later it's, it. it's like it's like a well-oiled mm -hmm. joke. So that's that's just the way that it, it's usually either you're writing everything out or you're just kind of like riffing and figuring out where it works. But you have to put the time in. You can't just go on stage and fuck around I'm and everything's going to be fine. Like you really got to put the time in and it, and and really just master it. Um, so that's. I'm 50-50. It's writing and then also just kind of figuring out things on stage and figuring out how to say stuff so that people will get it. Uh, for me, uh, some of the stuff that I'm really enjoying right now is, I don't know if it's, it's not like necessarily political, but it deals with the shit that we're dealing with. And my biggest issue, um, and it took me a while because I used to say we were talking about it like woke culture yeah and i hate the term because it's so broad and for me it's not hitting what the issue is and for me the issue is just white liberal people because they don't fucking listen they just do whatever they think is right and they don't listen to anybody's opinions uh one of the jokes in the act is um we, they want to take down mount rushmore and you're like why do you want to take it down like because it's built on sacred indian land and you're like really is there <laughs> anything else in America built on sacred Indian land, like the whole country perhaps. <laughs> and if your argument is anything that's built on sacred land needs to be removed, 
well, then pack a bag, pale face, because you're trespassing on the red man's land and he doesn't want you here. And it's like, that's my issue is like, you're, you're just doing something that you think sounds right, but you're not helping anybody. Like when um, they were trying to put in a pipeline and everybody was marking themselves as we're in North Dakota. Like, are you actually in North Dakota? Supporting them? Like, oh, I remember no, that. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm in North Dakota. Really, I'm just sitting on my comfortable couch right now and not helping Doing at all. Doing my part. And you're like, fuck, dude. Dr. King should have had you on his side. Shit would have gotten done fast. Like, <laughs> you're just fucking lazy. They don't listen. They they complain about shit that other groups have like struggled with and have really fought for. Like, like we had to protest. And you're like, yeah, everybody has to do that. You get yeah. to do it that here. End. No, it never ends. And then the uh, joke, and then I'm going to stop doing the act because I want people to fucking come and hear it. Um, <laughs> the One of my favorite things is that uh, it's like you get to protest. Like not everybody gets to protest. Like if you try protesting in Russia, you get black bag like V for Vendetta, and then your family gets <laughs> killed in front of you. And then Putin goes, I'm not going to do that again, are you? <laughs> like no, that's, yeah, that, that's what happens in fucking Russia. Stop complaining that you have to protest. You get to do it without a whole lot of problems. See, this is why I like what, what everything that comedians stand for is yeah. because they can make that digest, the, the, mm -hmm. the hypocrisy can be digestible yeah. humorously and not be like, you do know you're being a right. fucking psycho. Right. And just so we're clear, I shit on Trump on my last. That's uh, fine. Album. No, but what I'm saying is for anybody that's listening, there's like, he's just shitting on liberals. because no. he's No, I don't give a fuck. They're all full of shit people. Anybody politics wise, anybody that wants that job is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. You want to be in charge of 300 million people. <laughs> Say that shit out loud in the fucking mirror and not tell me you don't sound insane. Well, I think I want to be in charge of 300 million people. I wouldn't even give the person that wants to be the manager at a fucking Dollar Tree the job. And you want to do that shit for the whole country? Go fuck yourself. I think I think what I think at, at the end of the day is, is part of the problem is that is that one side thinks that there's just another side. And right. the other side thinks that there's just another side. And I right. forget about like most people are like, you're all fucking crazy. Yeah. And what people don't realize is that... Like, there's a third group that everyone neglects, which is the, are you guys fucking crazy group? Well, it's... Again, this is from just being on the road and being out everywhere. And I know it's true because when I say the line, it gets a big hit. The majority of the country just wants to keep their money and be left the fuck alone. That's what the country is. Nobody gives... like. Yeah, there are people that care about whether or not gay people exist and they can go fuck themselves. Right. There are people that, you know, don't believe that women should have rights and they can go fuck themselves too. But those are things that keep getting, I mean, the SCOTUS thing is actually really a big fucking problem right now. And I really hope it doesn't. I think it's, I think it's a, if I may. Uh, just hold on, let me get this okay. thought yeah, out. Yeah, you go, you go, you do what you do. Most of those issues are deliberately brought up to get people to fight each other because if we weren't fighting, we'd be working together and trying to figure out how to make this system a little bit better. But instead, it's I'm going to attack them because they don't agree with me and then I'm going to attack them back or vice versa. It's always somebody attacking the other side because they are going after shit that they just presume they believe. And that's the most annoying part is that nobody is fully conservative. Nobody's fully liberal. Everybody's kind of in the middle purple with yeah everybody's in the middle with a lot of issues some people are you know really adamant about abortion and then some people couldn't give a shit about it i just mean like they don't care what you do just right. leave me the fuck alone right 
I think more people are the leave me the fuck alone crowd. And what's well, libertarian? These, yeah. And when they <laughs> this stuff gets brought up, it's not so much that it's now fuck. Now I have to participate. And that's oh, what bothers yeah, yeah. people a lot. And yeah, sometimes you do have to participate in your government because if you don't, shit's gonna go sideways. So you gotta interact every now and then and you know, play the game and hopefully make things better. But I think the more that you focus or you make people focus on like these fucking big issues the more you just get well, everybody tired of it well they're complicated but the more you get people just go fuck i don't care like and i think that's the big issue is that you just wear people down to where they don't give a shit anymore and that apathy is what's dangerous i think there's a motivation to apathize yeah. this is a word to apathize the country yeah. i think there's a and look i never thought the road thing was going to happen because i'd be like well what are republicans going to raise money on right you know because that's all they have to raise mm-hmm. money on. And the left has their issues too, where they're like, they'll right. ne- th- we want to solve it, but they'll never solve it because if they do, it's no. no longer an issue that they can use. No. And you know what the funny thing is? I was piecing this together the other day because we were it's a jumping. The, to me, the funniest thing is uh, abortion and the N-word. What they have in common is the fact that everybody just keeps trying to come up with excuses for why you can say it or do it every single time. <laughs> it's just like, well, what if somebody says it in a song? And what if, what if they say it? What can I say it when they say right, it? Right, like, right. there's always trying to come up with excuses for why to get it done or why you want to so do it. So, at the end, so I mean, you're a creature. You're you're a studier of of human behavior. Yeah. What those things. If, if it was a Mad Lib, it yeah. seems like a Mad Lib. We just changed the fucking noun. Yeah. I, so that seems to be like a psychopathy where it's like, is that, what's, what do they call that? It's like ra- or, uh, rage. I don't know. People are busting the balls of like, here's a new thing. So we're going to just jump on board the hate of this. You know, it's like a pile on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. So I, is, it seems like, it seems like the script is there. In other words, like, it's like, uh, like congressional bills. Right. Right. The congressperson didn't write it. The lobbyist did. You just got to sign your name here. Right. Like, fill in the blank right. here Read for this. this thing that's this fucking thick. Right. Oh, yeah. With it all keeps, these dog ears read, on it. Who read so 6,000 pages? Right. And, yeah. Meanwhile, we're giving the thing. We're going to give $4 billion to Jack the Ripper just because we can. Yeah. Like, uh, do, you remember, do you remember when, uh, uh, what was it? It was, it was, uh, it was like towards the, it was when they were trying to pass the budget before uh, Trump got out of office and he said something. He's like, and seventeen million for river carp. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, um. Yeah. No. I think. I think it's almost like that. There's like this. This. This script for rage. Yeah. And it. And it. Both sides use it. And it's just like, oh, we can get them. We can. We can do this. And I think conversations. I'm not saying like this is one of those conversations no. where it's like divisive. I think people need to sit down and talk more instead of yeah. talk at each other. Well, that's the thing. Again, from just being on the road and talking to people, I've talked to guys that are just like. They come up to me like, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you hate gay people? He goes, no. I'm like, all right, well, then let's talk. Like, yeah. It's like there's a lot of things that people just assume because you're on whatever side of the aisle that you say that you're on. So they just assume horrible shit no, it's about like, you. And it's that's like, not okay. Like, yeah, there are people that are Trump supporters that are fucking lunatics. There yeah. are people that are Biden supporters that are lunatics. Like, it, it doesn't. Fucking crazy people are out there, no matter who they support. Sure. They're fucking insane. I, I will just, say, though, for I mean, I've been hearing this rhetoric 
oh, we don't talk at each other. We just talk. And none of that's going to work because even if you have people who want to come to a table and that are reasonable and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 no one. And this is Joe Schmo off the streets or this is some billionaire or comedian. No one's going to um, want to take on new information and adapt it to their already existing or change their. No, unless, but that's, that's unless, the issue. You're, so, if you're trying to change somebody's opinion, you're already. Exactly. So, but knowledge has to be taken, it is not given. So, even if anybody comes to the table, they have to be willing to learn. There's a humbleness there. You can't just get people who have separate opinions and put them I in the table. I think there has to be a willing to compromise rather than learn. No, because... there has to be learning. There is no co- compromise, is learning. Not necessarily. Yes, absolutely. Talk to a lawyer. No, but I don't trust lawyers. I mean, my point is, is if human human behavior, try it. You could try. There's a joke there. I'm giving you the, what? Oh, Oh, okay. What? Oh, I sent something? No, Dan's sending me something. Keep going. No, no, no. Keep going. Uh, You don't trust lawyers. Got it. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And and the most uh, fucking dismissive man in the room. (laughs) I've been feeling that no, way I, all no, day. No, I got to no, get going I, anyway. But. I know, I know, I know what you're trying to say. No, no, no. It's a, it's, it's just logical thinking. You can get people to say, "Oh, we'll compromise." That doesn't work either. You've yeah, but, had a bunch of people get in rooms to get compromised. But here's the thing about compromise: compromise is when both sides don't get what they want. Right. No, but in order to not get what you want, you have to be willing to then go. I don't. I actually don't know anything. There's a humbleness that comes to bring coming to a table. If we were at a like table, a humility? you have to have it or you're not changing anybody. You're just well, going to go that. to a divisive place or you're just going to go to. Well, uh, I think to your, anyway, to your point, so. you were saying mm-hmm. you can't force people to do that. No, you can't. You can't force, can't force them. They have to willingly exactly. be there. They have to be willing participants. Yes. And they got to be willing participants with humility to come to a table and go, I know I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know that are willing to admit exactly. that? Exactly. Well, that's why you're not going to change anything. Well, I'm willing to admit that. Well, that's where I'm. Nothing's going to change. No, it's all going to be shit. I don't just pay attention it, to any of this stuff. I don't have kids, so I don't give a fuck what the future holds. <laughs> I'm going to die. It's not going to change anything. I am just going to enjoy my time on this planet. And when I'm dead, it's not my fucking problem Are anymore. you much happier than the last time I saw you? Oh, you have no idea. You look at it. Is you're it like the girl? Glowing. It's the girl. Uh, it is. It's absolutely. Well, just, it's the career. It's... it's the career. It's the girl. But so just to go back real quick, uh, when I said, so I left. Uh, my wife and I separated uh, the day after SummerSlam. Yeah. I slept on a friend's couch and then I found my, uh, I found an apartment in Wilkes-Barre. Um, and then September, I was just messing around on, uh, uh, what, what are the fucking dating apps? Tinder. Tinder. Thank you. Messing around. I don't know how I Tinder. Oh, you don't seem like a Tinder man to me. I'm not. It's, <laughs> I'm not good at those things. Um, but I was on Bumble. And, uh, oh, the girls make the move. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is fantastic. I was, I, yeah, it, I, it I couldn't out, do it. it I it weeds out the it. creeps, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, but so what I had done was uh, they give you like, like, it's like Twitter. You only get like so many characters to like write a bio. So I just decided, well, let's just make my bio something funny. And I put one of my jokes that um, I have zero children and that was way too many children. So I got a vasectomy to keep that number down. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the woman who ended up being my girlfriend messages me. Uh, cause she saw that she later told me, she's like, I saw that you had a vasectomy and I don't want fucking kids. So that guy's for me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, and then, um, I had put on there, like my job was, I am comedian at comedian. She's like, Oh, you're a comedian at comedian. That must be a weird like way to handle the work day. And she was just being a smart ass. So she came and busting your balls. Yeah. And I was oh. like, I like this. And it was the first time in a long time that I've ever like talked to somebody where I was like showing uh, my friend the phone. I'm just like, oh, how do I, how do I, how do I respond <laughs> to her? <laughs> 
I don't know. Like she didn't fucking message me back. Like what do I do? He's like, maybe she's at work. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Like, what's going on? You like, know that feeling, man. Yeah, like yeah. I was. So I was excited, and then um, September first, we went on a date, and September first was the day that I moved into my new apartment too. So just all kinds of shit That's was a happening. Busy day. Yeah, it was. So I met her. We went to. Uh, What's Rodano's other restaurant that's attached to them? Oh, Christ. Okay, but that's- That's in the square, right? Yeah, it's in the square. I so the name of it. we went there and um, I jokingly said, I will, I will be sitting down with a white rose. Uh, and I went to uh, the dollar store and I got a fake white rose. And then as soon as I saw her coming in, I hit it. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a fucking loser. And then <laughs> she came in and uh, she gave me a hug and she told me that she was like six foot tall. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really matter. But- to see somebody like I'm five ten, right? So to be was to be around like another woman that's like as tall as you was like I like this. I can stare at her in oh, the eyes. Wow, it's cool. she's very yeah. tall. Yeah, she is. It's great. Does um, she wear heels? From time to time, if she wants to. She's yeah. six feet without heels. Yeah, and you are not emasculated at all. No, good for you. Why the fuck would I be emasculated? Because that's literally what I mean. It's stupid. It's. These I are just, the people we choose to hang out with. I get it. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, Zach, I gotta tell you something. These two are quite different when you are not here. I believe that. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. That's they are so different. They're not like shitting on me or putting me down yeah. or being dickheads. They'll just go that along is with the not true that, No, at that is all. time out. I've known them since I was fifteen. I'm fucking forty. I yeah. get there. No, I I get this because every time I was in the room with a bunch of men that I'm the mm -hmm. asshole, everything I say is shit. So I just fucking back off. And right. that's exactly what you guys are doing. But if it's every time you're in a room with men that you're the asshole. <laughs> You know uh, what? Please, I've seen your wives and girlfriends over the years. It's not like it's not like what well, I come but never in the same room at yeah. the same time. Shut <laughs> up, please. But uh, yeah, so she's six foot. She's tall. <laughs> I love it. I, All night. No, I have, that's great. I, have I mean, no issue I'm, with I'm just that. shocked by it because I know I feel uncomfortable because yeah. two of the boyfriends I dated were shorter than me and it yeah. fucked with me. Teach, teach their own. I have no problem yeah, with yeah, her yeah. being taller than me. Oh, yeah, what does it great. matter? Yeah. It shouldn't matter at all. No. Of course it doesn't matter. Um, but if we're trying to be honest, <laughs> yeah. you're getting upset. It, it seems like it matters. matters to you. But like, and here's some cutesy shit. Like, we both have like the same stride. So we will both walk like left, right, left, right. And when we're walking, if we look down, we notice that we are both walking with the exact same stride. No, that's yeah, it's awesome. weird. Um, so when we met, uh, we gave each other a hug and then we were just like talking and she's like, you didn't bring a white rose, did you? I'm like, no, no. And then she looked and goes, is that a white rose? I'm like, it is a white rose. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of being like put off by it, she's like, okay, that's hilarious that you would actually do that. And then um, we started talking with each other and um, we were, there wasn't like any, in, not, there wasn't any like tepidness, but there was just this like, okay, where, like, how do we talk to each other kind of thing? And then eventually like within the first couple minutes, uh, we were talking about like, what's your favorite cuss word? And she's like, really? I go, yeah. And she goes, cunt. That's I'm what like, my wife said. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. She called me that. And I was like, I think I love you. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're going to be a fun person. And then we picked out a guy at the bar who was wearing a black leather jacket. And we were like, and you that guy, him? yeah, just shitting on him the entire time. <laughs> we're like, this is a fun date. And then uh, she paid for the date because she's like, well, I know you're in the middle of a divorce right now. So I figure you can probably save some money. I'm like, that's, really that's nice fucking thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. And I was like ready to pay. And she's like, no, I got it. And, um, then after that, I was like, do you want to like keep hanging out? She's like, sure. So we walked around the square for a while. Um, we sat down by where, uh, the subway is on the yes. square. Okay. 
um and we were just talking about things that we like and she's like i fucking hate the beach i'm like i'm gonna kiss you now because i <laughs> hate the fucking beach too i hate the beach as we well are two very very pale people who don't right. like the sun or the beach and then i think it was around like two in the morning at that point and we walked back to her car we both parked in the parking deck for the movie theater Okay. And uh, she's like, where's your car? I'm like, I parked over by, I parked in the parking deck, but my car is over by the theater. It's like, I'll drive you back. Uh, I get in her car. We drive back. We make out in her car a little bit more. And she's like, do you want to see me again tomorrow? I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to see you again tomorrow. <laughs> and then our second date was just, I went to her place and uh, she whooped my ass in Mario Kart. It was awesome. She plays <laughs> video games. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, N64 or what? Well, she has an N64, but we she has a Switch, too. So we were playing Mario Kart on the Switch. Yet. It's so much fun. Wow. Um, okay. But in her apartment, um, she has uh, posters of uh, The Legend of Zelda, and she's played every single version of Zelda. And she's made, um, she's an artsy person. Uh, she went to school for art. So she's a, uh, she's a cake decorator. I've posted stuff on Facebook really? of all the cakes. I was just going to ask you what she, she does. Yeah. Well, okay, so she's a dispatcher for 911, because that's what pays Which the county? bills. Lizard County. Okay. Um, so it's a hard job. That's she used to work I would at Sanitary. Love to interview her. So she used to decorate cakes at Sanitary Bakery. <laughs> and then now she just like makes cakes on the side for people. Um, and I've posted them on my Facebook page. Other beautiful cakes. She makes uh cupcakes, cakes, and really? not just like plain Jane cakes either. Like she makes them with like different fillings. Um, she made one for somebody's birthday where she hollowed out the center and filled it with Reese's pieces. What? Uh, she does incredible work and she's a brilliant artist um she can do anything um she can do uh portraits of people she can do like abstract things i've watched her like paint a squid before her it's fantastic Aww. and she had a bunch of different like characters from the legend of zelda that she like made for herself she uh does uh she did otakon a few years ago so she likes doing cosplay like she makes her own costumes i think you're uh, in love brother i am i fucking love i again i put this in a bit but um i filled up an entire cell phone's memory uh with a list of every individual thing i love about this person she's fantastic <gasps> how long have you guys been together three uh it's gonna be four years september 1st now does she just do like zelda themed cosplay or does she like venture into like the other she, stuff uh other stuff too she does anything that she's interested in she would I mean, she hasn't we haven't been able to do anything as of late because yeah. i mean uh her job like since she's a dispatcher uh her hours are insane she works second sh shift so she's 3 30 oh, like, in the afternoon like until 11 30 at yeah. night but the county is super low on employees so she gets mandated a lot so, so she's like doubles and shit so yeah she's regularly at work until 3 30 in the morning or 7 30. Well, so that's that's just a gig for her but she wants to eventually leave it to do she, all this other stuff love, then she would love to be able to if she she would love to be like a costume designer mm -hmm. or if she could uh if she could bake cakes and do cake decorating she would absolutely do that but uh the area that we live in is a small area yeah. and you can't get people to pay what you need to pay for quality uh service because yes. they're just like i can just go to the grocery store and buy a cake why is yours you know no, why, don't you, why don't you why don't you come back and bring her and we'll talk about fucking cupcakes and shit i'm gonna talk I about the 911 dispatch yeah i'd love stuff. to do that okay will yeah she, we can totally do that will she bring cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just asking zach i must go uh, maybe uh, like a red velvet or something i can get her yeah if you All want right. to bring you fucking cupcakes yeah zach, I, I, can, must... I can get her work all right. Okay. We're gonna end it right now. Oh no, no, you no I was gonna say impatient lunatic. Whoa! What the fuck? I have... <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You can continue to talk. Thanks, I, thanks I barely for coming say, and leaving. <laughs> I'm barely saying anything anyway. This is your interview. I got to go because okay. I, I have an exam at like 6 a.m. Yeah, Tuesdays tomorrow. and Wednesdays are the best days. Uh, but yeah, okay. I can totally get her. Real done. quick, right? Yeah. Uh, Shah's got to go. Um, do you have a website? Like, how can people find I do. you? Uh, how I, can I, they I finally you? just published my website after just fucking looking at it for two years. Okay. Uh, it's zachhammond.net. And you can spell it Z A C K or Z A C H. I bought both domains because I know people can't fucking spell. <laughs> Uh, so you can spell it either way, ZachHammond.net. It'll take you to my website. All of my uh, dates until my special are up there right now. You can message me. You can book me. All that stuff is on there. Um, I'm Zach Hammond Comedian on Facebook and ZWH Comic on Instagram. You can find me in all of those places. So for the taping in July 29th, can they yep. get tickets on your website yes, for that? Yes, they can. Or Carl Hall? Yeah. Um, uh, the ticket link is on my website. Uh, just go to dates. Uh, and at the bottom of the list, there's uh, it just says special taping Wilkesbury at Carl Hall, uh, and the ticket link is there, and you can buy tickets for either show. Please come to that show because I need them filled out. Otherwise, it's going to be some one of those weird fucking specials where a guy performs for no one. Yeah, and I don't do you have an opener that. or anything. Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul Rubens masturbating yeah, exactly. in the front row. Uh, Mike Peters and uh, Paul Spratt are going to be uh, the openers. I've known Paul. We both started comedy local, at the local same guys time. That you're helping out? Uh, no, 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 no. Paul oh, is a pro. Zach no. isn't. Paul is a touring comedian like oh. me. Uh, Mike Peters is a comic in uh, Binghamton, and he pretty much runs uh, the entire Binghamton nice. area and book shows all over the place. Uh, he'll be an opening act. Paul will be an opening act, and they're hilarious people. So it's going to be a great show all the way through. I've been working on this act for two years. It is fucking solid. It is very, very funny. It's dark. It's fucked up. Um, Perfect. If, if you like that kind of shit, you will love me. I promise you. If you liked any, if I, any of the fucked up stuff that I said today, <laughs> that if you it. laughed at, come to my show. You will have a great fucking time. Um, it's nice meeting you, Zach. Nice Thank you so much. Well. Okay, I'm so happy for you. I'm Thank so you. happy that you're fucking so successful, <laughs> and I'm, I'm and I'm actually equally happy. It's so in lowercase letters. That's how successful. I'm so successful. Yeah, but you, 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 but you don't have to like cut grass on the side. No, not yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um. But more importantly, man, I'm happy that you found somebody. Thank you. So am I. And she doesn't treat you like a piece of shit. No, she doesn't. Yeah. And I think you're truly, truly deeply in love. I really am. It's fucking weird. I don't think you're ever going to... Are you guys going to get married again? No, I'm never getting right, perfect. married. Perfect. You, she... you guys could live forever together and no, that's we're, okay. No, we're totally cool without uh, getting the government involved. Perfect. We're totally fine with that. No kids. Just stick together. And make cakes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Zach. Thanks. Dan, you want to say it? What you going to do when what a week wrestling entertainment comes <laughs> running over you? That was ridiculous. Cut. That was good. Oh, that was fun. fun. Yeah. Not bad, a lot right? of fun.